I'm coming in hot. How hot are you coming in? I'm coming in hot. Like, from November, I've been waiting to say this. And I can now say it. I have finished watching Avatar The Last Airbender, and it's fucking amazing. You've been on that since November? I've been f- watching it with Punch Mom for a couple months now, and we've been watching it together, so, you know, it's not quite, uh, it's a little bit of a reduced pace, but nonetheless, we finally got there, and I finally finished it. Um, funny enough that it's back in the news, because I guess it's on American Netflix or something, I- I'm not too sure what happened. Yeah, basically, it, it popped back up on Netflix, and so people are like, whoa, what's this? So that was weird already, because I was concerned, because con- uh, back in, uh, around New Year's, there was an, an-, an announcement saying it's going to be leaving Canadian Netflix or something like that, and I'm not too sure what the deal was, but it didn't end up leaving, so um, either way, it was like, you know, perfect for us, and went through that shit. Uh, fucking incredible children's show. Super so well I, done. I thought you had already seen it. Like, ages ago. Um, Did we see The Last Airbender together? No. Or was that no, a fever no. dream? That was a fever dream. Uh, I saw okay. nothing of it. My only experience per, prior to this was I saw the first two episodes or so. And I thought it was all right, and then I just didn't finish it. Like years and years and years and years ago, when it, when, you know, when it was uh, getting pushed, when um, it was the hotness. When it was the hotness, and then, uh, yeah, basically for you know the last X amount of years, it's been something that's been a recommend for a while, and you know, I uh, yeah decided to you know pop the pop the lid on that a couple months ago, and fucking incredible super solid and one obviously now i get it but two um this is going to be another example another thing i i i uh put up there where i say like hey man beginning middle end nice tight story three seasons they fucking did it i had a really great yeah um especially that last season that third season really really uh steps up the quality of like writing and like the, the I guess the decision to kind of like play these characters a little bit more um, in depth is is incredibly noticeable in a reboot in, in, in a reboot like way you know and it's it's fantastic. I don't think <clears throat> there's a single series I can think of in which you tell people there's no time skip and then you show them f- like a. F- a photo of what the characters look like in your third series. And they go, bullshit, there's no time skip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the 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 promo art for season three has them in, like, the Fire Nation gear, and Katara's hair is different, and Sokka's got, like, a bunch of gear on. He's got the wolf helmet like, on. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, like, uh, all of that is, like, obviously, you know, main character plus time is like a I, i've talked about that as like a, a thing i really like so seeing ang running around with hair and all that shit is uh really interesting but fuck all that noise and hey 
late to the party, I know. So by all means, you know, uh, 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 let me let me enjoy as I talk about the best character to me being or the best relationship i'm for fuck the characters because you can get into that that that's petty that's not that's nonsense the best relationship in this show being uh between uh fucking iro and zuko and like that entire dynamic being the most interesting thing to follow across the entire story and like his hair represents like his mentality Almost as you fucking go through it. Iroh? Is it Iroh? It's Iroh. His hair hair is a form of literal personal growth. So Iroh and Zuko throughout this whole thing are like, every time the camera cuts back to the main kids, you're like, that's cool, but what the fuck are the others up to, please? I want to go back to that tea shop. I want to go hang out. The fact that they blow a whole season, almost like 12, 13 episodes on your main antagonist quit. And he's just running a store. It's so solid, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and you want to just go through every, every like, conversation that we have about, like, you know, every no- every nauseating time that someone uh, 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 is like, oh, these fucking conversations about redemption and the idea of just being, you know, like, no, no one can ever be forgiven for their transgressions and all that shit. And, you know, like, that's how you do it. Here's a fantastic like showing of like do it real slow, real slow, real painful crawl. You know, you have mistakes get made in that redemptive process. Oh yeah, and a stop. Oh yeah, like that's the thing. So obviously, just as I as I'm coming out hot out of the gates, I'm gonna you know be spoiling anything just in case anybody has uh, been like me and has not watched it and is through this conversation perhaps deciding to i'm going to start spoiling things to talk about it so just putting that out there you you Um, also it's important for your redemptive character that there is not a single moment that zuko holds up a a, a flamethrower to a child (laughs) you know there's no like redemptive moment (laughs) i'll kill your babies i'll kill your babies minato <laughs> uh Rin is up in the in the the the, the in between heaven place just like oh fucking Christ what am I I'm waiting for this idiot Um yeah no like I really like there's a lot of fun things to say you know obviously there's just like you know it's a fun kids show it's very bright it's very colorful and it's very hokey um it turns from a kids show into a teen show Yes exactly and it and it and it it ages up as like i guess the audience ages up in a way and by the time you get to the third season they're really like again they're spending their time doing things that are um a little more subtle than like the outright cut and dry moments of the early seasons you know but there's and there's obviously lots of fun anime references in there like um uh uh, uh what 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 the fuck is um that kid's name, um, Rocky, I think it is. Like the with the with the samurai strand in his mouth, and um, you mean Jet? Jet, excuse me, Jet, Jet, and Jet and the crew. Jet, Jet and the Jet's crew, great. are a fantastic like you know uh, uh, send up in a lot of ways, and there's some really just great moments where, uh, in particular, in particular, like, um, but even before the third season. 
when you go to when you when they when they get to Bossing say, uh, I had like there's there's like three really awesome things there. I mean, one um, when you just you get to follow Zuko on a date trying to be normal. And you're like, why? That? Why would he be capable of nor- of being normal? He is a fucked up child. <laughs> that episode is so perfect because it 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 is plot insensitive. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but it's not character insensitive. Mm-hmm. And you get to see, particularly your redemptive character and your actual villain. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, let's assume. There's no war. There's no avatar. There's no problem. Would these people be able to function? No. Hell no. Oh my god. Super, super dysfunctional kid. Um, and then you get your, uh, after that you get the, the, um, I think it's called, uh, the just Tales of Ba Sing Se or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tales of Ba Sing Se, where they where they just follow each short story of for the different characters of what they're up to, and you're like, oh, this is a fantastic little thing where you're like, hey, what are they up to in this month or whatever that we've got to fucking kill, and then you just follow Iroh around and you're like, oh my god, this dude rules. This is a fucking amazing character. What a good episode, you know? And then you 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 come you get out of that and you're like, this is. This is this show is something. There's something incredible going on here, right? And it does the thing that I it does a thing that I'm a huge fan of and I've talked about it where like you allow someone who is going through that dysfunction we just referred to and you let it carry out. So they go underground, the heroes are are trying to find Appa and they're on, on the way they find out about the the secret underwater base you know all sorts of shit all sorts of shit but then zuko is no like ghosts but pretty close yeah and then zuko's like i'm turning down this normal life this peaceful existence to go fucking follow my demons right and he does and then like as he gets to the end goal the end point uncle's like okay dude so you're here now now what what the, the fuck f- are you gonna do? What the fuck are you gonna do now? And it's a, such a solid like, uh, duh. Are like, you gonna steal this buffalo? <laughs> like, Why? It's what are you so gonna do fucking with it? Great. Where are you gonna put it? What is your plan? What is your plan? It's such a great like, but I have to follow through on your on your what? You know, I fucking love those moments because it's just like reality fucking cold bucket over the head of like what now idiot what now think it through and it's and it's it's something that like you kind of go oh fuck okay like yeah this dude fa- has to face reality and he does and he does and then you're like okay we're we're going somewhere right and he kind of becomes this weird version of himself that is like i'm so happy to be working in this tea house and i'm really happy to be living with you uncle and you know like yeah we're gonna do it you know and he's he's being super weird for like a couple of episodes literally smiles for like the first time ever yeah and you're like this is uncomfortable this is not normal this is fucking weird right and i'm like okay but i'm like maybe they're just doing this but like you know they don't know what to do but i'm like no no they know that you don't 
you know, whatever. They know what they're doing here. And then you get to the fucking finale of it where, you know, uh, him and Katara have a moment inside the fucking uh, crystal cave and she actually is sympathetic to him and you're like, oh, okay, this is how we set up the fire teacher. All right. And then again, gets offered the ability to like reclaim that nothing that is his honor and whatnot. And then chokes and trips again after going through the what what you thought was the the arc. That was like this show is fucking incredible. The fact that he fucked and then up. You get a really again. good So one of one of the more infuriating things is that you get to this part in a lot of the shows, a lot of stories where the villain wants to turn over a new leaf. Yeah. The former villain wants to turn over a new leaf. Yeah. And the and the the hero team goes, dude, go fuck yourself. We don't trust you. Right? Mm-hmm. And that always falls flat if You're talking about the first the, time the villain has not done something like horrible, mm-hmm. right? And evil. So that's a problem here. So what they do is they have that go through and fail yeah. once already. So yeah. of course, yeah, fuck you. No one, you. no one has a reason to listen to Hayam Zuko. You're right. So, 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 um, that failure, dude, it's so fucking great too, because like, um, again, you're talking about the crawl back to, to, to redemption, you know, and you were already like, you're rooting for this kid. You're trying to see him, you know, get what he can to fucking help his damaged life. And, and then it fails. And then you kind of go into like, well, shit, dude, that's disappointing, right? But, like, where do you go from here? And then you start that third season where they start paying that extra attention to detail. And you're like, why did this fail? And, like, the reason why it failed is because the idealized situation, that ideal dream he was chasing, you can't just talk someone out of that. I mean, you can, but they're never really going to stop thinking about it, right? You have to sit there at the fucking like at the, the the side of the emperor at the fire lord's uh, you have to go through the hollowness of winning what you wanted and feeling it be nothing to then oh, go this oh this actually sucks right so so like my scar didn't heal yeah what no the hollow <laughs> the hollow dream being like accomplished is really was what it's going to sink in you know and like during that entire time the the fucking smug aura of I told you so coming from the prison <laughs> where uh, Iroh's just locked up, just sitting there like, I got nothing to say to you. I got nothing to say to you. I got nothing. You know already. I've taught you everything. We've been through this. You know exactly what I would say. The lessons have been up. learned. We did, we did this last season. I have nothing to say to you. And I'm like, ah, it's so solid. And in the meantime, I'm going to buff up and I'm going to break the fuck out of here when the time comes. But so be it, you know. Um, what a fucking arc, you know, so that it, wa- it, is- it finally comes back around. And like you said, like, there is no reason to give someone that the time of day. And... Especially when other people are start uh, on the crew are start going like, okay, well maybe you're all right, but obviously Katara is not because she was the one that fell for it the first time, right? She saw it firsthand and she was convinced yeah. by it, and it's a really interesting thing where um, there are people who you cannot trust because I am evil, mwahaha. And I'm going to pretend to be good to manipulate the situation, right? We literally have that character one one frame over from Zuko. 
Yes. It's raw evil. Yes. Um, and But then, right, what you have is not just, I can't trust you because you're on the bad guys and you're bad, but I can't trust you because you can't trust yourself. Like, yeah, you're it, a flip-flopper. W- when you say, hey, I've learned from my, my ways and I've, I want to do the right thing now, I believe you that you believe yourself, but you don't know how you might react in the moment when suddenly your impulses are presented with something new. You know? Yeah, you'll fuck up. So it is a really interesting thing. I'm like, you don't see that too often. You don't too often see the kind of person where it's like, you know, you genuinely uh, are full of conviction for this moment, but you will genuinely lose that conviction when you flip-flop over the other way. So, yeah, like, that is a hard-earned but very, very thorough depiction of a character redeeming themselves. And if it is the most anti-Sasuke bullshit I have ever seen. And holy yeah, the, fuck. The timing on this is pretty ideal. It, it, I, was, I was watching both of he these. He's actually Sasuke done well. I was watching his story at the same time that I was going through um, the end of Naruto. Like, that's the thing. I've, I was following along that final arc of Naruto, but I wasn't, I, and I didn't want to talk about Avatar until I was done. You know, because uh, no, everyone understands, you guys, you can't control yourself. So, didn't want to hit anything I didn't want to hit. Um, but now that I'm done, I can say I was watching both of these at the exact same time, dude. And it's so incredible how much, like, one dumps all over the other for, um, Ostensibly, what is like not even a farther distance for Sasuke because Sasuke starts as a good guy, then goes bad, and then has to be that has to be um, prodigal sonned back to the the flock, whereas Zuko uh, is evil from the jump. You know, so so I just took a look, yeah, and uh, sure enough, uh, last Airbender was smack dab in the middle. The early middle, even, of uh, Naruto's run. Mm. So, like, Sasuke and uh, and Zuko's arcs are concurrent. For for American so, like, broadcast? They didn't even have to learn from Sasuke's mistakes. They just, like, knew right away, like, oh, don't, don't do that. You mean uh, for American broadcast? No, I'm looking at the manga run of, uh, of Naruto. Mm-hmm. 1999 to 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, Avatar came out in 2005. Okay. So there was, there was a, yeah. They're yeah. Absolutely concurrent. It's the fucking realist. So right dude. around the time uh, the Itachi was holding Sasuke up by his neck, mm-hmm. Zuko was being done with his arc. Mm. Um, you know, so, so you got that, right? You have, um, of course, it's not just that, but it's also, we also have to attribute some of the quality here to brevity. Right? Some of the quality here to the fact that this is three seasons of 20 to 21 episodes. And, like, that is the story. You know? The first one, the first season sets it up. You've got the kids and you've got Zuko and, and Iroh chasing them. Then Azula comes in with the sis, with the girls and then the world gets expanded and we see about, we learn about the Earth Kingdom. And then Ta- and Toph shows up, obviously. Um, and then you get the fucking Fire Nation for the last chapter, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's your story, you know? Um, it doesn't have to have 
these like uh, false moments are like there's a fucking Google result showing you that like Naruto is like a 41% filler, you know? Um, <laughs> and, Even the manga. So so you you don't have to have these moments of like extension into nothing, right? And when you, whenever when you follow a Zuko scene, it, it's probably because it needs to be there. There's something to gain from this, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then, you know, uh, and, and that's, and that's all, this is just, a, that's just, you know, him and, 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 and how fucking solid that is as a character. Uh, obviously, Toph is fucking badass. Obviously, there's like. Hold on, before, before I go, uh, before we move off of Zuko, yeah. I just want to say one thing that the easiest way to sum that up is that it is a long, long way and it is a hard fought narrative battle from, I'm going to get the Avatar, fuck you, I'll kill you, to that's rough, buddy. Yeah. When he's when he's talking to Sokka. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, bro, doing? bro. Sorry your girlfriend turned into a moon, bro. Oh, uh, that's rough, bro. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Sorry your girl ditched you to become a celestial body. <laughs> oh, that's goofy. She ran away to the fucking Milky Way, bro. <laughs> but off to top. <laughs> Her first appearance is beating up Dwayne Johnson. And then um, you're like, okay, so what's what's your deal? And it's like, oh, like, you're the personality that was missing from the group here. And... The piece of shit! The selfish one, you know, who's self... Uh, 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 the selfish one, but is is obviously, like, you know, like, self-supported. And they, within, like... Two episodes of her joining the group are star so it's like almost super quickly they have the whole like hey can't you help us bundle like some firewood can't you help us do some shit and she's like no I won't I won't take your stuff I won't get in the way I'll do my own thing and I'll be fine you do your thing and you'll be fine you know um and it's off is my favorite example of something that I feel like you rarely see which is you put a handicapped character in your show, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the show is not only un- like laughably unafraid to point out that the character is handicapped, mm-hmm. but you have that person be like a constant asshole about it <laughs> yeah. to other people. Yeah. And people will get so pissed yeah. off that they'll fire back with shit. Making fun of the fact that the bitch is blind. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone, I think everyone. Like the show will have these these like land before time moments of wow, look at that, and she'll just look at them and be like, "Come on!" <laughs> but you the know? ultimate, the ultimate yeah. is they're flying through the desert looking for some bullshit. Yeah, and she'll yell out, "Hey, look! I can! S- I, it's over there." And they'll go, really? And she'll, like, turn and have the biggest grin and just wave her hand in front of her fucking <laughs> eyes. Like, no dumb shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm blind, idiot. Exactly, exactly. What are you, stupid? Yeah, it's it's, it's fine. It's fu- it's great. It's great. She's played She's played wonderfully. Um, and then, you know, and, and, and then all you got to do there is go, like, oh, she's a badass. How badass is she? Well, she invented metal bending. Okay. She's the greatest there ever was. She's the fucking best. Oh, okay, cool. In many, in, got it. In many ways, way, way more impressive than your main character yeah she's coating herself in metal armor she's rolling into walls and and peeling it off to, to create armor cool 
Got it. Understood. Um, so yeah, that, that, that goes without saying, you know, and then, um, there's definitely a, there's the years, there's a, definitely a couple moments of like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, uh, we could have taken a little bit more time to show Sokka becoming, uh, a sword master instead of over the course of one episode, one week. You know, like it's what happens it's, when your comic relief character gets to the third season, and somebody goes, "Oh Jesus, <laughs> he's got to be able to actually do something." He becomes a master swordsman in one hangout with a cool dude, you know. But uh, and and an amazing sword is given to him. Uh, but all things go, all things considered, um, Ang is you know you're watching him follow through as well. And, and go through the, 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 the journey and he gets his, oh, he's going to master the avatar state. Nah, you fucked up, kid. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's cool. You know, they never stop being like fucking kids. Um, and the stakes obviously get higher. And then you get, you get these little moments of, uh, you know, like who is this combustion man that shows up and why is he like a villain from a different show? Like, why are you like like a why is why is a Teen Titans villain fighting the gang or like a gung ho gun? <laughs> you know, like yeah, you look like someone that should get murdered in Ninja Scroll. You why are you <laughs> why are you here blowing these children up? He's <laughs> even got like a different style of shading on his like muscles and it, like his neck. You know, and and uh, yeah, and it's like, well, fuck, that's the stakes. That's the stakes we're at now. You know, so um, fucking fantastic, man. Fucking great. Um, really, really, you know, like I said, I, I, I can't say enough good things about like just the, the way that third th- season, uh, uh, depicts the characters and, and what it shows you about their personalities and, you know, helps, helps the whole thing kind of come together. Um, Azula, uh, as well as just like, you know, shitty evil villainous, she's doing the shitty evil thing and, you're kind of at at some point. You're kind of like, why are you so? And you're just like, well, some kids are just fucked, man. You know, some kids some, are just fucked. Some kids are just fucked, and like even the crew that's rolling with her, it's like you kind of for a second are like, oh yeah, they're the rolling evil. They're the anti-hero group doing their own thing. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're childhood friends with the one that's just fucked, and she's forcing them to do all this bullshit from day one and they never they didn't hide that from you they came along out of being forced to to come along so then they're like yeah so when it eventually goes sour it's like of course it went sour duh i'm surprised it lasted as long as it did person who goes who was fucked become really really fucked yes um so that was interesting too i was wondering i was like how are you going to show like in the same in the same place where you can show that somebody who goes through their flaws and is forced to confront all of this, um, it's interesting to go like, how do you represent the other side of things where you have like a character like Azula who's just like, I don't give a fuck, right? And it's like, no, she does give a fuck, but she has no um, foundation like Iroh mm-hmm. to like ground her. So when she gets beaten, she's just flailing. And and breaking Screaming apart, and you're and like breathing fire, yeah, and you're like, yep, that's that's pretty much how that goes down, right? Um, you know, and obviously you get your like your your uh, um, 
whatchamacallit, you get your, your Zuko, like, he's like, man, uh, how am I even going to face the uncle moment and the, the big old cry hug, you know, and all that that's, like, super well-deserved. Um, and what was what I thought was pretty interesting, too, was, like, the Fire Lord represents almost like a... He's also a cartoonish non-villain villain, like a cartoonist entity, I should say, where it's like you just sit there and be evil. Um, but, like... You know, they go into enough backstory about, like, the relationship between um, the, the previous Fire Lord and the previous Avatar and all that stuff that you can kind of see how the gears for world conquering came into play. And uh, by the time he gets all powered up and just becomes a, like, scorcher of nature. And it seems... It seem- becomes <laughs> a cannon. It seems like my goal is to burn the deer and chipmunks, you know, as the as the Zeppelins fucking skate over ground. And uh, you get that last fight. It was I, I thought it was pretty smart that they um, they intercut uh, Avatar versus uh, him with his, the loud, explosive like uh, uh, rock battle in in the Dragon Ball Canyon that they that mm-hmm. they're fighting in. And then when you cut over to the the Agni Kai that like Zuko and Azula are having. You, it's also a big fiery battle, but to distinguish, it's between, also very pretty and coordinated. It's very pretty and coordinated. It's not as explosive, and the music takes over, and the sound effects drop out. So they're, you're cutting between two similar uh, two fights that would be similar, but they're playing them as visually different as they can, and also bringing in the blue fire and all that stuff happens. You know, uh, you get those things like the lightning and all these little bits and pieces that come back, and it's like, damn, okay, this is pretty good. Um, not gonna lie, the Lion Turtle came the fuck out of nowhere, but it is in flavoring with some of the, like, you know, mysticism of the show in the form of we sure is. the dragons and the, um, the face seals, the face stealer and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. But boy, did the, the, it just shows up and is like, hey, man. Hey, man, you want to solve this problem? I got McGuff, you. McGuff. <laughs> you know, like a level three MacGuffin Pokemon shows up and just uh, touches you. And now you got it. Now you got the thing. You did it. Last Airbender did something for me that kind of ruined many, many, many other shows. I hate clip shows. Mm-hmm. I hate the clip episode. Mm-hmm. They're always terrible. And up until Avatar The Last Airbender, I had called clip and recap episodes the same thing because they are. Except for this one. I always remember the name of the episode. It's called Ember Island Prayers. Mm-hmm. And it's where the writers decide to catch you up and like poke fun at their own bullshit for a little while by putting on the shittiest play of the yes. first three seasons ever. Yes. I got huge Oh, it's players? Oh wow, I have a great memory. Wow. Yes. I got yeah, so that was funny because it becomes very clear, like uh uh about a minute into that play that you're like, this play has details that nobody could possibly have. This is for the viewer. This is not for the oh, characters. Yeah. yeah. So the th- it really brings it up hard when you get to a point where characters are looking at each other that were involved in the real situation. Yeah. Talking about the play going, 
did they die? <laughs> what? Ha- it was very unclear. <laughs> and you're like, oh, the, the, the writers realized that no one can tell if that character died. <laughs> and they just left it alone. Yeah. Uh, it also had big vibes of, and everything was alphanumeric. Oh, absolutely. You know, like the straight up reboot musical we got uh at the end of uh that season was like I'm like, oh man, I'm getting I'm getting a flashback here, you know? Um Yeah. No, it, that 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 was really fun uh too. I appreciated that when, you know, it came down to it, like the kind of like the final conflict that like Aang is going through is one that's very on point because it's like you were raised as a monk so you got to do what monks do but and then everybody else on the planet is like, <laughs> like quit being a pussy murder the stab fuck that dude. out of the villain please save the lives of everybody and murder this fool without hesitation like everyone the whole like the party the whole party's like bro you got. I understand you got to do you, but please kill this man. <laughs> and then he's and, like, "I don't want to." Right? Because they're not wrong. He, they're not wrong they're at like, all. They're not wrong at all. He's always going to be a problem. You, you just have to, you have to cut him. And then he's like, ah, you know, and he sweats it. And then he goes and he winds up on fucking Turtle Island, and on and like in there, he's like, "Okay, no, wait, hold on. There's got to be another way." And you turn back to all the previous avatars who are like. Bro, you gotta kill him. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta fucking do the it, bro. Wisdom of the infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including the direct predecessor is a guy who knew him as a kid. Um, huge. Pro- uh, like, also, I, I, I like. Wait, that's not right. Uh, uh, no, uh, no. But I like the fact. I like the fact that. Um, uh, I like the fact that they like. Hey, we got Jen Hale back for one episode because she's got to give Ang some advice. Uh, what else can we do with that? Oh, remember that girl that rides the mole? Yeah. Okay, now you get to be both characters. <laughs> so, <laughs> she plays two characters in the show, and they just go like, well, fuck, we got Jen Hale. We're not gonna not use Jen Hale's characters. And they use them both. Um, but yeah, they both come out, you know, uh, uh, rather like all the fucking previous masters come out. And then they're like, by the way, we didn't show you before, but let's show you what the rest of the cycle looked like. So it's like, oh, here's the previous uh, waterbender, you know, uh, from the water tribe, and here uh, that was the Very avatar, cool. and here's the and then you and you're like, oh, okay, here's the full cycle of avatars. What do you guys got to say? Kill this motherfucker, <laughs> shoot him you dead. Get, you get like, I think the water guy is like surfing, yeah, super chill, yeah, and he's like, kill. <laughs> It's like, hey man, you got to do what you got to do. You know, literally, literally, the uh, the Earth one is like, um, he's like, wait, but hold on, but the guy that was the leader of the evil forces that were fighting you fell off the cliff, right? Like, um, you didn't kill him. He did refuse to move out of the way, and she's like, yeah, same thing, right? Whether or not I killed him, or whether or not his stubbornness led to his demise when he stupidly stood on that cliffside, doesn't change the fact that. He went. <laughs> I did it. It was my thing. And the other the people are pointing out that like you have Ang's direct predecessor being an air avatar, brought up under the same no kill philosophy. The fire going. Sometimes you got to break the rules. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you got to kill guys. Um, um, fire. You know, it's a, a, a un- yeah. unfortunate reality of the world. 
No, um, um, it, it, it was really like straight up just like they, this is the infinite wisdom right now. And, you know, to, and at the same time, it's like that's the same infinite wisdom that, you know, was hanging out with the um, uh, uh, in in the space abyss of like the giant floating avatar Aang that's hanging out there and it looks like sinister as fuck. And it's like, you, that's that's the power you're going to need to fucking kill this guy. You're going to need that. So, you know, it's right there. You're one step away. But yeah, and, and it's and, it, and it's 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 funny too because like in the same way that like Sokka learns um, fucking sword mastery in like one episode, uh, Ang sits and goes through all the chakras in one episode, and I'm like, boy, this would have been all of them, huh? Yeah, I'm like, listen, I don't want this to be milked into a filler season. That's stupid. But one episode, <laughs> not even a two parter. And then he, and then, and, and it's kind of almost like face your fears, face what you hate, confront the emotions, you know, and it's like, oh, deal with it, move on. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, if you want to believe, if you want to like, right, if you want to find reasons to, to believe it, then you can say that like, you know, as a monk, he was pretty well trained to confront the spiritual realm. Um, mm-hmm. just not the, you know, the actual interpersonal conflicts that he has with his, his friendships, you know? Hey, man, I'm going to tell you right now. The reason why Ang or Ong, whichever I've always fucking fuck it up, is able to deal with that stuff so quickly in the course of one episode, instead of learning all the bendings taking three seasons, is because he was brought up to know about the spiritual and interpersonal realm. That is dead on. That's what I said. Yeah. That is a hundred percent. Yeah. And that becomes very confirmed. Yeah. If you if you decide to move onward, exactly. So the reason why I bring this up is because I was met with the contrast because I started Korra. You started Korra, I, who was the complete opposite, opposite character. Yes, I had I so I needed to at least start Korra so that I could touch base. Even though I play, I played. You know, I was uh, there for the LP way back when. It, it, oh yeah, but that's like I had nothing to connect. Nothing. I had nothing to connect it to, right? Um, so I started Korra so that I could connect the pieces. Um, so that I connect the pieces of like where the future goes and like what comes of from the future timeline. Cause I'm like being lost in like a void of like, and then there's a future, but I don't know any part of it is like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, let me, let me at least get into that. It, it, let me start it out so that I can go. All right. This event, pl- this place exists. These people exist. And this is the premise, you know? Um, yeah, where it goes is Ong has a kid who turns into J.K. Simmons, and that's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so also, um, I, I was told about there's a, a comic that apparently connects the two. There's a there's a yeah. there's a, a bridge that that can be read. So that sounds interesting. Okay, so um, so here's the part where um, yeah, fucking Avatar is incredible. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Great. Um gonna be like i said in the same way that i talk about the brevity of of, and the sweetness of gravity falls and like picking your ending you know i'm gonna talk about this too so now um started cora i'm about four episodes in exactly uh and this is one of those ones where i'm like okay i i almost want i was wondering if i should wait till i was done with that too Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, ah, it's been so long. I've waited so 
many months to even talk about this. Let me just bring it up now. And Korra is popping up now because people it's coming back yes. and people are arguing yes. again. Yes, so the, yes, The time is hot. I know exactly. It is hot, and so I brought this up at a specific time, you know. And I kind of I'm not sure. Maybe it would have been better to wait until I was done with both so that I could uh, just introduce it clean, unaffected, mm-hmm. un, you know, in any way. But the level of negativity everyone is displaying over that show right now you don't even have to even talk about how you're watching it you're getting it anyway i'm getting it anyway right people are and i'm like i'm not there yet so far i'm really interested in how they've set up this world i like the fact that they've aged it up again in a way, it feels as if they continued the trend of like watching them back, watching the final episode, and then like an hour later, Cora back to back is such an interesting thing because um, it's especially fun because I showed Punch Mom the trailer because she didn't know Cora existed, so I played it and she's like, "Wait, is this some weird show that ripped off Avatar?" And then she's like, "Huh? Wait, no, did Avatar rip this show off? What are we looking at?" And then it, at the end, it says. Yeah. Core and you see the statue and it's like oh fuck oh, okay that's super cool so it was really nice to have that exist that 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 was a fun like jump in reveal it you know because she didn't even know it existed so um but jumping into it now um yeah like I, I I don't know I'm I'm nowhere near I'm not at the point where everyone is at to see what all this negativity is and I'm I'm you know and it, I wish I could just cut it all out and just watch it and make my own opinions but based on the first four episodes they're doing a fucking great job of like setting up the um the future of this world a nice timeline skip later where it's not just like these kids are adults it's that they're actually like fucking old people now and they've aged out right and yeah you have a couple returning characters and and well one returning and some bit almost returning and they're like ancient and and you don't have you can't have like a big old bitter ang adult so you got to have his kid who's a fucking joy kill um and you're getting it's the best dude yeah it's the fucking best and so you're getting this really you're getting this really interesting like thing where like again like t- it's paying attention to the subtlety of of, of i guess of what i feel like uh is t- came came in in season three um the the characters are clearly later teenagers they're not fucking you know 11 12 and 13 um mm-hmm. and you know it's taking place in a city so like literally the colors are a, a bit darker things are things are aged up things are the, the conflict is aged up the complexities of what what they're going through is aged up so um yeah i mean if this is the boruto of the of the of the avatar world like you know, uh, I remember when it was going on, and I remember uh, 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 catching words and hearing, hearing things about it. But so far, I think it's fucking cool, man. Um, so far, so, I'm really also impressed by how much the animation quality has jumped up. Like, it's super fun to watch that same intro take place with a much higher budget, uh, 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 you know, series of katas taking place. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go through it. So I would like to talk about it to you a little bit in non-specific terms uh, to possibly explain some because there is a, a wash of negativity. It is. Around. It is. And and yeah. I, I, and you know what? What like I just I what am I flat out? I can't say anything. You know. Yeah. So flat out, just just eat, no matter how much you like Korra or whatever, it's just not as good as Airbender. 
depending on your personal distaste with the issues that it does have, and I mean, Airbender's not perfect either, but uh, it's it's either just quite not as good or terrible, mm-hmm. right? Depending on how much certain things bother you. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender was like always on the verge of being canceled, and then they finished on season three. And then there was supposed to be a Last Airbender 2. And then there was supposed to be uh, like a movie. And those didn't happen. But that's okay. Interesting. Because they finished it. Interesting. I didn't know that. Korra had an issue in which they were told by their studio. Sorry, by their publisher. By the TV network. You're going to get one season. So do it in one. So they did it in one. And then it was popular. So they went, okay, you can have another. But you're definitely not going to have a third one. We're super canceling this after the second one. Mm. And then they're like, okay, fine, you can get a third okay, one. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. And then they did the same thing Four with the third times. one. And so every season has to build itself up like it is the last season. <sighs> okay. And plots can't last. Yeah, okay, okay. They li- So you have problems where characters start up plots, and then they finish, and then the next season exists, and that character has to have something to do. Okay. So that plot will either start back up, and with a little bit of growth or whatever, or they'll be given a B-plot. Okay. To hold them. Yeah. I, I the characters get benched. Yeah. Like they actually get literally actually benched. And then they're like, fuck, we have another season and we benched them last season. Fuck. Um uh it's okay, now they're important again. But you're like, weren't they a dumbass last season? Yes. And the there's no consistent through line. There's a lot of really great stuff in Korra that is very, very, very obviously held back by the studio. And the the final season, the fourth season, probably has the most problems in which there is one big plot line that the, the execs are like, you're not allowed to do that. You can't do it. You, fuck you. And then they, they're like, you can, you can allude to it in the final episode and leave it vague. Okay, then I know what you're talking about because it's the biggest and exploding news story then, out of this show when it ended. Yeah, and then the fu- the final season, they're like, okay, you can only, okay, you know how we told you you were gonna do like 14 episodes, and you wrote 14 episodes, you can only get like 12 now. Hmm. And we're only giving you the money for 11. Okay, so what you're saying is that it's it ends up being marred by production issues. Constant. It's very clear. Okay. Okay. And the original uh, did not have these, but it was on the verge of being canceled and then yeah. managed to come back each time. So the, the problem, the biggest problem they have is like, hey, Avatar The Last Airbender... You were. We were just talking about how great Zuko was. Yeah. Zuko is the primary villain for like eighty percent of that show, 
And then you get the the Fire Lord as the the bigger version in Azula, right? I'd give him less than eighty percent because really Azula comes in in season two and ends up being a persistent. Um, All right, let's yeah, say Zuko, Zuko's piece. redemption starts pretty early on. All things considered, the Fire Gang, yeah, right, mm-hmm. are are your problem mm-hmm. because they thought every season was going to be the last season. Mm-hmm. They every se- every season has a new villain cycle. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. And the first one is the best one. Okay, by far. Okay, I don't, I don't. And you, had, you, I, you keep going like, yeah, why I, didn't I, you just have that go forward? Okay, I, I don't want to get too much of a breakdown of structure here. Just okay, but you understand. I, what I, I, I told, I get about. it, I get it. Yeah. Um, I also like, you know. I I I, <laughs> I brought I brought it up at this point in time as opposed to at the end of that specifically knowing that like you know this was gonna uh, sort of be a part of it so um, all I will say is like you know uh, I'm just gonna go through it let me get through it I like obviously the best way I uh, uh, the be- I experienced Avatar the best way I could have which is uh, with everyone fucking gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. enjoying it on my own you know uh with punch mom and just no no opinions whatsoever and uh in this case i would i would like that to be the same so you know um i'm probably not going to talk at all about cora until i'm finished it um you don't need to check in and see where i'm at you you don't need to like just i'm gonna get there and when i'm there i'll talk about it but I like doing it on my own pace in a vacuum and, and, and not having to, you know, because already, like, you know, it's a, it, like, I, I, it basically, you're trying to not flavor yourself too much by, by anything. And I like judging things on, 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 on my own. Um, so, like, this is one of those bits where, like, in my head right now, the first four episodes were fucking fantastic. And all, uh, and all yeah. I'm hearing is about what to expect with this. So I'm low, uh, you can't help but lower expectations in a way, you know, um, but like so far, like what they've set up with this new world is like all the fun things about a time skip are here, you know. And um, uh, uh, there are there's a lot of fun little time skip stuff. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy that. I really enjoy that. And you know what? Everyone enjoys that. Um, I ended up. You're, you're four episodes in, so you would have seen that. Like, oh yeah, metal bending. Metal bending is, just is a now, thing the, now. The, the yes. The police are now using 3D maneuver gear to uh, fucking Spider Man to Spider Man around the city and, and deal with criminals. 100. percent You know, um, that's great. That's cool. Toph established some fucking crazy ass awesome fucking thing she, that, that people can do now. Cool ass statue of of Aang and um and and you know uh and like yeah the establishment of like hey. Um, and this, uh, this I remember a little bit from the game, but like all that, all that fucking fist of the North Star pressure point shit that the um, the circus girl was doing. Yeah, we all could. Yeah, we learned that. <laughs> we learned how to do that. That's really important in a world where people, some people got it and some people don't. It's really important to learn how to. Okay, put that shit away now. It also takes place in a in a period of an industrial resol- yes. revolution in which a gun exists. The industrial revolution is very clearly in play. The first cars are starting to exist. You know, uh, they're doing an old timey flashback, uh, an old timey recap at the beginning of every episode. You know, and you're getting right into like an aged up thing where you're like, okay, yeah, um, where we went from you know ancient world 
ancient civilizations uh, uh, kind of setting into this more modern one. So and it's and it and it makes sense because you're like the time frame is like again it's not it's, it's the kids then they grow old and then another generation golds old, gold grows old and then we're here mm. you know and if you really think about it it's like yeah like think about where we were at two three people ago we were pre industrial revolution you know so I I I I I like that decision to to yeah I mean you're dealing with super time like- skip. The the kids that are twinkles in their parents' eyes because their parents are teenagers in the original are now in their sixties mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and are fully boomered out. Yeah, I, I remember having a moment of like, I wonder if the air tribe is. Like, it's like, oh wait, no. There's like, how how would they? <laughs> There's five. Give it, give it give it a minute. They gotta they gotta figure that out. You know. Uh, yeah. So. Um, and then you know you get a little other fun things like the concept of pro bending is fun. You know, it's like you got yourself a little sport there, and I remember playing that in the game, too. Um, yeah, all in all, all in all, like, so I, I had a big uh, discussion about, like, storytelling and, like, writing and, and how these things uh, work in different shows after we finished. And we ended up talking about how I'll probably go into this in, in super depth at some point. But, like, something that happens in stories uh, is you stay you stay interested in this is and like I'm just I'm pulling these terms out of my ass by the way but it's like I call them like yes yes good you, you when you get introduced to a story you're um what the what happens with to the main characters in the present as as time moves forward is often fun and that's the adventure but it's not as interesting as um the hooks that are the past that they bring into the into the story with them. So, of course, we want to know about how Harry is going to fight and defeat Voldemort. But more importantly, who the fuck are his parents? And what was that about? What happened to them? That's an early hook. Nothing. They were just losers. Well, whatever. That's an early hook, right? Snape really wanted to bang his mom. Um, and like really bad, you know, like hard. And when your show ends up running out of these things you often have less points of interest that keep someone wanting to come back. And what will happen sometimes is like, uh, I, I dropped off of Steven universe kind of early, but from I, a punch bomb, like kept going and finished off. Uh, and from what it sounded like, they kind of solve a lot of those hooks early on. So you're only left with the new hooks that come up for, new season characters and new mysteries but the baseline ones get solved so then all you're kind of left doing is following the present conflict to the end which oftentimes is not enough to really grab people and hold them on for that mystery i fell off steven universe uh the beginning of season two where do you fall off season uh middle of season two right Okay, because yeah. when they're trying, they're like they're just literally like uh, a zany adventure of the week mm-hmm. with Peridot, like six episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm out. So there's two things. Um, I just want to yeah. say, I I went up and fucking took a look at what goes down in that show, and dude, that show has the worst ending. Oh my god. Uh, I I I didn't look it up because I might go back to it at some point. Oh, it's it's the worst. Okay. It is a really clear decision of, like, my personal themes that I want the show to talk about are more important than how any of these characters would ever act. Okay. 
So, um, oh, it's bad. Might go look one day, <laughs> just to know. But so, so uh, all this to to get to like some other things where I was just going to say that like um, these hooks are important, and when you spend them, when they're covered over and they don't exist anymore, sometimes stories will do things to uh, if, if like if someone's like good at writing, they'll find ways to kind of go actually. Um, they'll do something like, for example, this hook you thought was solved, turns out it was wrong information and it's something else ha. completely. And you're like, oh shit, right? Or if you have no way other way out, if you've written yourself into a corner, you'll go, ah, time skip, new hooks. What happened in the gap? Well, we'll have to find out, right? You'll have, you create new hooks because you don't have, uh, any mystery anymore to like what you're trying to figure out with these characters. Um, in fact, uh, you know, the, 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 the less I say, the better here. But I'm willing to say, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I feel like the maximum amount of time you can take uh, teasing someone along with a hook before they just get frustrated and tap the fuck out is the basement. And the reason why that is the maximum is because the payoff is so good that it ends up being fucking worth it for the cock tease the whole way through. You know, but there's a really famous one that's in movie form, but it's not like uh, it's not in long running serial. It's in a film mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, I don't give a shit that it was the name of his sled, dude. Right. <laughs> like that is OK. OK. A terrible payoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so all of these little hooks need to be paid attention to. And then a time skip will reset and create new things for you to ponder on and be curious to stick around to find out what happened, you know? And uh, that's what I feel like we got here. We're going from... Um, we're, we're going from Battle Tendency to Stardust Crusaders, you know? So anyway, um, I... Yeah, I just... I have some preliminary... Like I said, just early, early-ass Korra thoughts. But more importantly, uh, the original show, um, Atla... ATLA is uh, fucking great, man. Fucking solid. Uh, in, and I and I and I truly have an affection for kids shows that age up, and at the very least, like get more sophisticated in how they handle the the, the characters and the writing. I'm a, I I really really like that. Uh, it's an unexpected pleasant surprise every time. And it also serves to, like, prove the point that just because something is for kids doesn't mean it has to be stupid. And anytime someone goes, dude, stop overthinking it. It's a kid's show. It's like, no, you don't have to say that. That's a silly thing to say. You can do... Kids know quality on occasion. You can do something that is aimed at a younger audience that is still, like well done and tightly and and tight and well thought about you do not have to just do that hand wave thing it bothers me so much when i see people say that because it's like you just have to go yeah things are sucking things are shitty that's it that's that's the genre if you aim it at kids it has to be bad it's got to be done it's like no it doesn't and this is a wonderful wonderful example of how that uh, uh, comes to be in gargoyles when they accidentally shot a main character and it was a horrible big deal Gargoyles was fucking wilding out with their 
with yeah. the with, with And it's both like a decent <laughs> good episode for all ages and it's also like, hey kids, maybe don't play with guns, morons. Hey kids, have you uh are you familiar with a Midsummer Night's Dream? Are you familiar with Shakespeare? Fuck no. <laughs> why why would why the I'm a kid, I'm a child. Well why would ah. Well Sit tight. You know? Um yeah, man. I, I really do like that. I like that a lot. Um World building is always fun. So all the appeal of like seeing what it's like to be a kid in the Fire Nation country as opposed to being raised in uh, creepy ass bossing say, which is different from being raised in the Earth Nation outside of bossing say, you know, and 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 so on and so forth. It it really does have um, that like that it has that whole like map. And, and exploring the fog of war bit to it as well um, that a flying bison can provide. So that's that's great. That's really satisfying. Hey, before we get off of uh, Airbender, I have what I would call homework for you, Wooly, <laughs> because I'm desperate to talk to you about it. I need your eyeballs to hit the M. Shyamalan masterpiece that is The Last Airbender. I suppose I might. This needs to be discussed. I suppose I might at some point. It is the worst movie I have ever seen in a theater. I mean, it's 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 just a matter of my curiosity versus um what other things can I do with 2 hours of my time? 2? It's super long, dude. Oh yeah. Hold on, let me check the runtime. Last Airbender movie runtime is oh, it is two hours. Okay, it just felt much longer. Well, um, so this is this is and this is how I in a lot of cases, like this is how I kind of like look at my time in many in many ways, where it's just like, um, you know, get into this, check this out, replay that, do this and stuff, and I'm kind of just like, hmm, what do I want to do with my time right now? <laughs> What do I want to do with my time right now? And Mo, for the answer over the last couple of months was watch more Avatar. Um, that's what I wanted to do with my time. And currently, it's watch Korra. But maybe. We shall see. We shall see. It's, it's a good... If you have an interest in studios ruining things... Hey, man. Then you need to watch that shit because it is the ultimate. Dragon Ball Evolution needed to happen. It is way worse than Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> needed to happen. So that's when you know you're in with the big boys. When a giant studio it movie production completely misunderstands everything about your story, you know you've arrived. You know you've arrived. I think my favorite quote from M. Night Shyamalan is that in the movie firebenders need flame to be around them to firebend they cannot manifest it and when asked why he did that he said i didn't think it was fair that firebenders could just do firebending whenever <laughs> that 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 unlike the other gangs and you're like that's the point yeah it's pretty that's the that's the literal point it's pretty impressive that the exact same fire that sparked bad box art Mega Man from the original design 
carried forward like an Olympic torch to create the <laughs> likes of Dragon Ball Evolution and the last Airbender movie. That same yeah. fire of complete misunderstanding of the product, right? Staring at the thing and thinking about what the, what the typical market wants that you think you assume what the audience wants and then looking at the existing thing that they already like and going, no, not what you already like, what I think everyone else wants. Carrying it forward all these years later. It's pretty impressive. That spark will never die. It's, it's the, bad, the bad box art Mega Man Olympic flame. You know? The complete misunderstanding of a product as you adapt it. I know what the kids want, says Saban. In his sarcophagus. It's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive thing. Um, you know what this kitchen needs? What's more that? More cooks. It does. It, it many more. The reason why the script... Many, yeah. many more. We need to get more uh, executive writer credits on this on this script. We need to get more punch-ups. You gotta you gotta get your punch up in. If you don't punch up a script, if then you don't get a fucking you don't get a credit for it. You don't get paid. Your worth on retainer is 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 dropped. You're you're useless. You better if you are in the building when a script comes sliding down the conveyor belt. You better grab it, punch it up real quick, and toss it over. I love Lucy style. I hate this. Everybody's got to get the punch ups. <sighs> well, anyway, um, I fucking love Avatar: The Last Airbender. Super good. It's good. Super good show. How was your week? It was all right. Uh, some interesting stuff. I'll skim through a couple. I watched Secret of Nim last night Ooh. for the first time ever. Oh, yo. Uh, Rat Adventures? Hell yeah. On on Paige's recommendation. Okay. Um, I, 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 now, before you go, oh, wow, that's a really good recommend from Paige. Let's be aware that uh, Paige, a few weeks ago, recommended me fucking Jupiter Ascending. One of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. Isn't that the so that's the Wachowski movie joint? Recommendations right? are not to be trusted. That's the Wachowski yes. post Cloud Atlas. Yeah, yes. that's the one. Okay, okay. So that is pretty. Yeah, fine, fair enough. Questionable tastes. Fair enough. Anyway, regardless, but you yeah, got secret of But hey, you get to appreciate that classic Don Bluth. Yeah, um, it's like so. When the movie ended, I was like, really. It's the whole movie. Because <laughs> I almost thought, like, your villain shows up and is dealt with within, like, I want to say, like, 11 minutes. Like, the whole movie is on fast forward, except for the parts where animals are just hanging out, <laughs> stacking things on shelves and falling over. Can you see? And this is, this is a Dawn Bluth animation masturbation session. It really is. Can you see? Like, that's all it is. Can you see how it led to, um... A yes. fucking genre of imitators and uh, just all kinds of like little mouse night adventures in the form I of. I can also see the the logic of having all these characters wear clothes 
even though they're just mice and rats, but then sometimes they don't wear clothes, which is, in animation parlance, means that, that rat is naked. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, 1982, huh? Yeah, yeah. So you, okay, you can you can understand where your red walls and your and your um, Martin the Warriors come from, you know, uh, or your tales of Despero <laughs> for your modern oh, child. There's <laughs> a fucking there's a modern CG one that uh, we had uh, the game in the office because it was a fucking brass joint. But anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, you want to watch a bunch of Don Bluth style high end Western eighties animation? Go watch Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. Also, some really some really short scary moments and some really like, um, yeah, like you said, just animation masturbation. You know? Do you want to see some animation? Do you want to see uh, Dom DeLuise act like a jackass? Hmm. Had a weird moment where I I couldn't. So. The the actors of the day in 82 were so far removed from my mind that my only touching stone on it was Hollywood Squares. And so I could like, is that Dom DeLuise or Bobcat Goldray? I like I can't Huh. And it's like, okay, well, no, it was Dom it was Dom DeLuise. Okay, good. Alright, moving on. Yeah, uh, I still have a, a soft spot for Titan AE in my heart, <clears throat> deep down. Never seen it. Yeah, I still I still have a soft. Never spot. seen it because the the first thing I ever heard about it ever was that like uh, was a, a, a like a back of the box kind of like quote like from a review. It's like it's like watching a video game, and I'm like, oh, that must be terrible. It probably it should have been a, a show instead of a movie. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of kids going on adventures in space on the way to finding the, what the new Earth should be. And it, like, it probably it had enough legs to do space adventures for a couple episodes before wrapping up in such a fucking, you know, short and brief telling. Um, but yeah, I also, whenever I think of Secret of Them now, I also think of uh, that one... I think I talked about it like uh, perhaps probably years ago at this point, but that one episode of uh, Clarence (laughs) where where the kid is where the kid goes and he has this amazing Bluth-esque like adventure with these birds and mice and snakes and garden animals all kind of coming together and singing together in this musical harmony and, and it's all a perfect thing, but it's just what the kid is. It's the kid's adventures in his own head. And then it, I think it hard yeah. cuts to like someone turning a light on in a garage and just seeing the kid on the ground and a bunch of animals just go <laughs> and kind of scurry into the corners. And it's, it's just perfect. It's fucking great. It's just a hilarious, like, Oh man, like this is, this is exactly what is happening in a child's mind as secret of Nim is really just them rolling around in dirt and, and, and snakes and bugs and squirrels are just running all over their bodies and then running away from the light. Good times. Animals are horrible. Except, except you know, like cats and dogs and rabbits and horses, etc. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, so, I got into... Uh, oh, this is, where, this is where Wooly's ability to, to pay attention is going to really kick on. Don't. I got into Call of Duty over the weekend. That's fine, man. 
Don't overthink my fucking resting bitch face. I can't see you, dude. No, I, 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 I mean for anyway. <laughs> my as I sit and listen, it, it might anyway. Go on, go on. Okay, your resting bitch voice. Resting, resting uh, bitch voice. Perhaps. As your silence. It, but it, no, uh, but it, no, but that it comes from when you were sitting in the couch in front of me, and you'd be like, "You're dying yeah, right now," maybe. and I'm like, "I'm not dying. I'm listening to you. Go on." I don't know. It looks like you're dying. I can't see you, but it feels like you're dying. Um, so I downloaded Warzone, which I was genuinely a little confused as to what exactly it was because uh, it is the multiplayer suite of like the Modern Warfare that they put out, mm-hmm. but it's separate. So like, and we had that big confusing moment over like the title of the game and what it actually is called because. Yeah. I call yeah the, the the I called it I called it uh, Warzone, and you said it was something else, and then it was what I don't I don't, I don't even remember. It's it's confusing because you literally download it and like it opens up on the the like the middle option. Like there's three options: left, middle, and right. And the middle one is Warzone, and the one on the left is the real game mm-hmm. in air quotes, and the one on the right is the battle. Pa- and it's like what the fuck? Um, it's a battle royale game. And just like uh, Blackout before it, uh, it's pretty good. And now they ruined Blackout eventually with a bunch of loot box, like, pay-to-win shit. Uh, This one doesn't seem to be ruined so far. And actually seems to be, like, a genuine improvement on the... How do I put this? Non-Fortnite Battle Royale? Okay. Formula? Okay. Because, you know, you got your Fortnite... And Fortnite's going to Fortnite. So um, the first thing I guess I'm curious about is I remember when um, Call of Duty was adding all of those Titanfall-esque features in Advanced Warfare. And mm-hmm. we talked about like, oh shit, like they've they've futured up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's gone. Okay, that's what I was wondering is do they just go, yeah, fuck that. That was then, now we're back. Yeah, no, Titanfall was coming out, so they decided to swipe those. And now that Titanfall died, they they're just going back to it's just okay, all right, great, okay, just, just the old style. Because there, I I, um, I want to say that I was like somewhere in somewhere in that conversation we discussed, we're like like so do they? Is this going to feel so different that they have to kind of figure out a way to keep some of this? And I guess the answer is hard. The answer is no, absolutely not. The answer is no. Okay. Um. So, uh, Warzone is your classic, like, hey, fall down, shoot the guys, get into the center. But they actually have a couple little tweaks that make it, like, like distinct enough. But it's always this kind of feeling of, like, man, I wish PUBG just had worked instead of falling into a, a goddamn piece of shit. And so every single thing after that is like, oh, does it, can I just run around and shoot people? Yes. Uh, this map goes up to 150 instead of 100 people. And the map timer appears to be like half an hour tops. So they really crunch you together like much faster. Um, you end up fighting dudes way more often in this game. But isn't the map than the other Battle Royale? Isn't the map a mixture of all the recognizable maps put together? Uh, no, it's recognizable types of locations from the Call of Duty series. Like, you know, like a, a crashed... Uh, like a bunch of plane skeletons and an airport and stuff like that, but they're not specific old maps. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they crunch you together, and there's way more people. They also have little quests that you can pick up 
and they will either send you to supply to to items they will send you to locations or they will send you to straight up like hunt other players down with a little radar on them um because it's call of duty when people fire their guns unless they're silenced you could see their position on your map uh you can call down a uav to see people's position on your map you can get a heartbeat sensor to get people's relative location on your map. Okay. So there's way, way, way more ways to just go. Oh, there's a guy right there. I I can go. I can go. Get and him. did this help you? Did or, this help you win the game? I have not won the game. No. But it is this thing where you get to play the game a lot more. In PUBG, and uh, to a degree, like even Blackout, like hiding in a fucking corner. Until the goddamn uh, uh, gas passed you, or the you know the line passed you, was totally viable. Here, someone's probably gonna find you. Like you actually have to f- shoot gun more, which is nice. And bonus, one of the larger frustrations of the battle royale is you drop, and you happen to drop in that that location where there are thirty five other people within ten feet. Mm-hmm. The hotspot. And you have you have no chance to survive. Like you, you're running to pick up the gun, and a guy kicks down the door, and he already has a gun, and you're dead. It's solo, right? Uh, uh, it's all it's uh, four, three, two, and one. Oh, okay. You were playing solo. I play solo. Yes. Okay. Um. So okay, I died within ten seconds of hitting the floor. Yeah. The game takes it easy on you and kicks you into uh, a, a the its big twist, which is the gulag. And the gulag is every single person that dies gets to have a duel against somebody else who died. And if you win that duel in this tiny little arena, you get to drop out. (gasps) That is brilliant. What a smart way to keep people playing. It turns off at 25 people to go because otherwise you would have people dropping in with no gear into like a 10 by 10 foot circle. That's brilliant. But... What a good design. Because I've dropped in and died instantly yeah. and then had games where I got to, like, number 14. By crawling back in. Right? Yeah. And I've also had games where I lasted for a really long time and then dropped back in and died instantly. Dude. But the the shot, right? The, the, the well-designed second chance is not something you see often. It's usually just a binary thing. It's usually you have one or you don't. Yo, you get two lives or, you know what I mean? But the idea of earning it via a a 1v1 and then the numbers can allow people to uh, uh, still slowly reduce, but you know that you're going to have to deal with a lot more people than you usually would is very interesting. There's a, there's a really, there's a, there's a lot going on in that, that gulag, which is essentially a loser's bracket to get back into the pool. Um, yeah. So it's exactly. Like a tiny arena. Exactly. It is a loser's and bracket. And you're given, uh, you're given identical gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, the reason why I've been wearing my headphones way more often lately is because footstep direction is super important. Uh, so you're in a tiny arena. So normally, if you just walk, you would be able to hear exactly where somebody is. Well, all the people waiting for their match actually exist in an area above the the fighting arena. Mm-hmm. And can throw rocks into it to make noise. That's hilarious. So wait, are you in a large open 
Coliseum or are you in like a no building? no it is a very it's like a it's like a 30 by 50 foot room with cover uh, a lot of uh, a lot of barriers and stuff like that okay so a little bit of that um uh let's say a way out it looks like the shower room from uh the rock yeah, I don't remember that. The, the Sean Connery movie. Yeah, I don't remember that room. But um, okay, all right. So, okay. you, but you still you 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 have to duel, and it's not a just an open uh, area. Okay. Yeah. Are uh, you the paired other up? Big twist. Randomly. Yeah, you're paired up randomly. Okay. Uh, the other big twist is where the Call of Duty shit comes in. Uh, whereas, like, Call of Duty has had like the unlock the weapons, unlock the gear shit for a million years now. Um, and the loadouts and the perks and all that shit. Well, you don't load in with any of that shit. You're just grabbing shit off the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you are doing a little side quest or running up and picking up cash or killing other people, you can earn cash, and you can use that cash to buy kill streaks or even buy a custom loadout. And when your custom loadout drops in, your custom loadout also drops with perks that you have set up for itself. So... Uh, I mentioned earlier there were UAVs and heartbeat sensors. There is a perk to have your character ignore that or have two primary weapons or run faster and farther or etc. And so you get to the end of the thing and you better fucking hope that you ended up with your custom loadout that has perks because all the other guys in that tiny ring are totally going to have them. When and it gives you a, a high degree of incentive to do those little quests and to find and shoot people and to pick up shit. By any chance, do you know if you gulag as a squad? I don't. Okay. When you make it back in, are you coming back in late game? When you may, when you come back in, you come back immediately. But you're coming in with nothing into a world that has had been scraped for shit. At that okay, so time. you're coming back mid-game. Because you said there's a cutoff. Yeah, you're coming back whenever you happen to die. And you, you like, you. like I've only waited like two minutes tops for a Gulag match. Yeah. Like, it's very quick. Uh, so you're coming back immediately. If you can't, if you died at number 40, you're coming back in at number 36. Okay, and you, but you just have to find everything that you're fucking... Because you're, you're still starting empty, right? Um, yeah. Because I, I, what I'm uh, wondering is, like, if you squad... And then you 1v1 in the gulag. Do you come back with... Do Does everybody... You know what I mean? Do you come back on another team or... So, yeah. uh, people in the chat are saying that uh, your squad can, if they are in the peanut gallery, can tell you where the guy is. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, and there's also an achievement or a quest thing that I saw, which is uh, buy your whole team back in. Hmm. Interesting. So, I imagine one of the buy options become... Like literally buy your buy your dude back in. Oh, okay, that is which seems awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but so you yeah you can you, you're you're winning your battle, but you can you still all come back in and play. Yeah. I really find that interesting. That the losers bracket is absolutely a, a wonderful thing. I mean, fuck, dude. Like, you know. Um, Early early Japanese tournaments were had no losers bracket. They were uh, one and done, which is crazy. It's insane. It's it's absolutely insane. You know, and that's just the way they did it. Single elimination, uh, ride or die. It doesn't matter what you come up against. So it literally changes the tier list around, and it makes characters that are explosive and unpredictable way higher than they would be in a more consistent set. 
um, yeah. Dudley and Makoto can fly high in a world where anything goes, who knows what's going to happen on this game, you know? So yeah, having that incorporated into your main multiplayer mode is fucking great. It's really smart because it's taken, like when I would play PUBG back in the day, my average time per game was really bizarre because it was um, either like 45 seconds. Yes. Or, or 25 or the minutes. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And with uh, the ability to get the second shot, like, I feel like the average, the average Warzone match is like 10 to 20 minutes, which, like, feels like a. Getting blown out twice instantly yeah. feels like shit. But. But most of the time, you get to actually play for a little and bit. And you get a little bit of sodium dissipation, don't you? Yeah. You're like, okay, but I'm playing the game. And you're like, oh, I made it back in. I, I'm not garbage. I beat that guy. I can take another shot at it. And then you get blown out again by someone who's amazing. But you're like, okay, fine. You know, like you took that second shot. It really, mm-hmm. it, it, it is a loser's bracket. Um, existing is like, it's so important in, in terms of just, uh, I mean, at a, in a tournament context, right? But mentally... Like, you're able to really go like, all right, listen, I, I fought a god, you know? So, mm-hmm. sure, but I that's not exactly a fair chance against even odds, and there never will be. But I really want to know, what can I do, you know? And you just, you get to play more, you get to play faster, and then, like, you give that person a more accurate reading of, like, you don't just get one dot on the chart of where you are skill-wise. You get two dots, to try and figure out your your high and your low range, you know, you're in between this bracket, and by bracket I mean they also do some mathematical bracket. They also do some fun little stuff with like you know your warm up match, like the minute before when everybody's loading yep. in. Um, this is the only one that I can think of in which you actually drop with a gun, like PUBG and I think Fortnite, like they just start you with the default shit. So you hit the ground in that warm-up match, and it is a nightmare because it is all 150 people jammed into, like, 200 square feet. Yeah. Opening. And the fun bit about that is that kills in the warm-up with random bullshit will level those weapons up so you can get more attachments on your custom loadouts. Like, you actually can do daily challenges in that shit by accident. Uh, so you actually play That's it. That's funny. Like, when I loaded it into PUBG, I would just AFK, because I don't give a yeah. shit. Right? When I load up into the, the Warzone fucking, like, warm-up, I actually shoot dudes and warm up. It's cool. That's, it's cool little... It's a cool little game! That's nice. Um, I'm... Um... Noticing, like, uh, yeah, similarly in, uh, in the Repertorium, you can build towards perks. Or not perks. Uh, you yeah. can build towards um, um, weapon unlocks. So that's nice. So there's there's two two final things I want to say. One is uh, I think it's the nature of certain types of games with certain types of settings because there's a battle pass for it, right? Mm-hmm. And the battle pass gets you blueprints for uh, custom weapons that have maybe attachments you didn't unlock mm-hmm. yet. It'll have cosmetics for your calling card and your quip and your 
your costume and your skins. And I'm looking at all 100 and I'm like, dude, who gives a shit? They're all just different types of camouflage and dude bros with, with beanies on and face paint. Like they're all modern military. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who, who, I don't, who gives, uh, I don't give a shit. This is all worth, this is all worthless. This is all worthless crap. Doesn't you can't be a dragon? Well, I was gonna say, or a, doesn't or an anime man? Doesn't like Rainbow Six still have like drastically different skins besides just like military operatives? Mm-hmm. Right, like uh, on occasion. Um. So just COD ain't gonna have fun with it. Yeah, COD. COD's. I mean, it's it's consistent, right? It's like you do you modern military realistic look. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not for me, I guess. Um, and the other feature that I bet is way more fun when you're playing with squads is Call of Duty Warzone. If you are using a microphone and your microphone is on and you die... You will transmit the final two seconds of your life to the person who killed you. So, in solo, it's fairly rare. But every now and then, I will get a dude, and I'll hear, Ew, fucking bitch! And it's just like, mm-hmm. Yes. Didn't we just Good. talk about this as uh, sh- as shame features go? A little while it's ago? Great. They actually... It's great. A Call of Duty game is putting in the like the ball cam huh and you could turn it off if you want but by default but you like, hear the last thing they said before they they but got like i like i have heard shot. some angry toxic shit mm-hmm. sent my way that's and I, oh, oh yeah that's, dude that's mm. funny because it like it it um it basically is like establishing that we know that like toxic salt is like a commodity <laughs> and we're serving you an hors d'oeuvre of it like it's it's fully embracing that and being aware of it because they know exactly what you're going to hear on the other end and they're and oh you're going to hear some and, angry whiny voice and they're assuming you want to hear it so that's I want to That's hear it. pretty funny. It's a bummer because in solo, I mean, there's no real good reason to have your microphone on, so you hear it fairly rarely. Uh, if you're playing in squads, I assume most people are chatting with their One squads, so you're way, way more likely to hear it. Um, oh, it's just... I've heard some angry little babies, and it's just... It's... Oh. Overwatch. Like, even Overwatch. if I get killed an instant later, Over- I'm just like... Overwatch hey. is out here, like, filtering the text... To, to turn filtering GG to, to turn words into other words and Call of Duty yeah. is like wrapping it up in a bow and putting a fucking uh, 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 delivery notice and sending it to your door with a frame around it so you can hang it on your wall it's it's, it's good that they don't forget their roots because like Halo 2 and 3 and Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2 had like that was the pinnacle of the shittiest voice chat experience ever. There has never been a more toxic series of lobbies and and open voice chat comms ever. I would imagine. Than those four games. I would imagine. Yeah. And, like, it was fucking 
sick. It was sick, man. It was the best. It was the best. I see. And you're just getting a little taste of that. Mm-hmm. Just a little taste of that. Okay. Uh, what else do I do with my my life? Hey, I finally defeated. Uh, I finally took a look at Warhammer and got through the block. The horrible, horrible OCD on my units block that kept me from enjoying that game at yep. all. I finally crested that hill and got to play Warhammer for a, a, a good bunch this past Did week. you do that by that and and did you do that by going into Warhammer Adventures stories from the far future Attack of the Necron? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. The easy the easy way to do that actually. I've discovered something bizarre about my personality and you might be able to to empathize with this more than most. Do tell. And that is oh Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start up. Uh, uh, you know, war is a complicated RTS four X thing with units and buildings and all this shit, right? All right, uh, let's do a Warhammer stream. Okay, this stream save file doesn't matter because it's just for the people, and I'm not gonna come back to it. Yeah, that's what we talked about last week. Yeah, well, it works. Yes, you make a third slot. It, I literally made that suggestion. I was like, "Yeah, make it, just, it make works. a third slot, who, and then you don't care about it, and you push it off sca- off camera." Yeah, uh, and I was able to do that, and I was able to actually see through, like, "Oh, that's not that big, or that is a big deal, etc." And then, as a bonus, I know he literally said that, you jacket, you motherfuckers. Ah, anyway, uh, and then as a bonus. There is a faction in that game that has free units. Mm. And no unit upkeep. Because they're a, a mass skeleton faction in which if your whole army gets annihilated, it's fine. You just take three turns to build them back up. And and that was Mothman's advice to go Tomb Kings. And once I did that, I'm like, oh, this is how the... I was never able to get deep enough in to see how things fit together so wait, I don't, and what to actually worry about. I don't about. understand the free units part of this. Okay, so in, in an RTS game of this nature, units have a buy-in cost, and they also have an upkeep cost, right? So you have your, your town's economy and uh, a treasury, and so like, oh, I'm taxing everybody really well, and I have a bunch of economic buildings, so I'm rolling in money, Right. Which enables you to build up a high-end, fancy army with really high-end units, right? That's most of the factions in the game. Uh, the Tomb Kings, being made up entirely out of skeletons, have no buy-in on their units at all. And they have no upkeep on their units at all, either. But they have a limited amount of armies on the field. And uh, their buildings are laughably expensive. But... So it puts all of your economic like decision making mm. on your town rather than your army, which means that losing a town is a, a, a billion times more catastrophic. Mm. But losing an means army nothing. just means waste time turns, yeah. and they'll come right the fuck gotcha, back. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that ends up in a situation where like, oh, I can get through the first thirty, forty, fifty turns. Before any of that other shit starts to come up, which means I get a, oh, I get to do like five, ten battles. I get to do, uh, I get to I- examine like, oh, how would I want to compose an army or, or whatever. And now that I've done that, I'm like, oh, 
Who cares if your army gets fucked up? Just get more army. Which is different from what I, I had originally anticipated, which was, oh, I lost half my units. Oh, my game might as well be over. And you quit preemptively. Should, then you would quit and restart, etc. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So you just had to... And it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where people can tell you that, but until you actually have to see that, it's, it's different. I feel like... So, I have the OCD, and that's part of it. But also, I see a lot of people who don't have the OCD have this issue where they have to save every elixir, essentially. Yeah. And all I can think of is, like, dude, the Super Nintendo era of games fucking taught a generation of people all the wrong lessons. Um, Like... Mega Man, save those E tanks for Sigma. Well, I think, uh, yeah. What I what I would say is probably uh, since we've been over this in a couple of different versions, kind of conversationally, uh, I would say that like there were game design mistakes that had not yet been explored when it comes to the idea of consumables. Consumables, yeah, are um, besides like OCD and goblins. Besides that level of, like, uncomfortable to use, you know, for those purposes, they're also just, like, you don't know what the future holds, holds, and even someone who is just, like, fast and loose with their consumables might still just have, like, a, a moment of paralysis as to whether or not they should bother, you know, on this attempt or not. Like, I want to say all the way up until, like, the 360 era... Games still often had constant, fucked up, super ridiculous difficulty spikes. That's way less common now. But, like, I remember enge engaging in dozens and dozens of mm. games in which I'm like, how the fuck could I have possibly done yeah. this unless I had saved all of my resources to deal with this? And, of course, it, that, and, and it was one of those things that moved forward as a habit from... You know, just this is what RPGs are. This is how these games work. You know, when when you you'd find yourself going from it's like whatever was established by fucking Dragon Warrior. You know, you're going to be finding later on years later when you're playing Pokemon, and it's like this is a temporary buff for your Pokemon in this moment of the fight, in this one fight, and it is a consumable you got to go buy, and you're just like. Well, and it turns out in the end, meta-wise, this shit's really important. But you're like, I, I don't know how strong, how much of a struggle this is compared to the next one. You know, I think the, um, yeah, at some point there was a realization. I think, and 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 we started seeing the thing con like concepts like Estus, you know, uh, 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 yeah. uh, arrive. But Estus is my favorite like item in any game of all time. It's very smart. It's a consumable that they tell you to use, and you use it because you bet. Yeah, but it's also like it's it's meant to help you the exact number of times you have it for that life. You know, for this attempt, mm -hmm. it's like there is a there's an expected challenge here, and you uh, can deal with this many threats, but you you don't have to worry about the unknown. As, and be paralyzed by whether or not to take a sip, you know? Now, the, the Total Wars thing that I'm dealing with is a problem that you're pretty much only going to deal with for one Total War game ever. Because they're all the same, more or less. And 
this particular Total Warhammer 2 has like 35 different fucking factions. Oh, sorry. Can I? So like. I was just, 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 I had a second thought there real quick. It was just like. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. No, it was just that um, the existence of Estus then makes things like life gems and even fucking uh, electric paper or whatever. Like. Or blood. Yeah. It, it then makes those things like, okay, yeah, you got an alternative here. But that alternative is meant to be like an alternative. There's a clear way forward with just the base challenge, you know? Um, and then those things become an optional thing as opposed to... This shit is actually extra. Yes. And you can thank your... You can spend at your leisure and, you know, spend money to replace at your leisure. Um, but no requirements of this are asked of you, you know? But yeah, anyway... Uh, what the fuck was it? I was saying, uh, the, the, in the Total War series, like, everybody who's played these games before, like, Rome or Attila or whatever the yeah. fuck, they learned this long ago, and I'm, I'm way at the ass end of it. Um, and also, like, Warhammer 2 has, like, like, it looks like a fighting game character select for something like Marvel. There are so many fucking different characters and factions mm. that it's like, oh, You'll play the Tyrion campaign and then fail the Tyrion campaign. And then there are still five more high elf campaigns that you can give a shot if you like that army and then want to, you know, give it another go. It, like, it's fucking ridiculous. Is Total Warhammer the most, like, um, does it have the most lore in terms of just, like, the breadth of content compared to other Warhammer related games? I don't... Uh, other Warhammer releases? There's no question. Yeah, this is the biggest Warhammer game. Okay. This is the biggest With the, with the most amount of Warhammer not, stuff. Not just 40k. Okay. It, it has the most yeah. stuff, by huh. far. Not even close. Um, it's probably also the best of them. Because I always got the... That it is really good. I always got the impression that, like, if, let's say you played all these individual games related to Warhammer, or related to 40k, that, like... In each case, you're only getting a slice of whatever that game is offering you, and that you would never really get the full picture until you just dove into the fucking lore, you know? That it- yeah, so as far as I'm... Like, there are, like, four good Warhammer games. No, five. There are five good Warhammer games, right? There's this one. There's Dawn of War, uh, Dark Crusade. There's Dawn of War 2. There's Space Marine. And then there's uh, uh, Vermintide. Oh, you're including both, right? Okay. Yeah. No, they they, they mix and okay. match. Um, and the reason why I say that, uh, you know, there might be a sixth or a seventh. Oh, Mechanicus is good too. Um, so six. The reason why I point that out, like, wow, six good uh, 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 Warhammer games. That's cool, isn't it? There are so many. Fucking Warhammer games, dude. The Games Workshop gives that license out all over. Oh the yeah, place. it's the Double Dragon license, <laughs> dude. There are so many, okay. and many of them are fucking bad, like bad. Mm. Okay. okay. Um. So, and Warhammer 40k has had a better record than Warhammer has. Um, I think I got a copy of. Sp- Face Hulk I, for the Sega Saturn on my shelf. Did I talk last week about the the historical people being a- angry at Total Warhammer? Yes, because it took the place of okay. uh, the uh, the accurate history. 
Yeah, and like this past weekend, probably because of Mandalore's video, like Warhammer 2 had its like best weekend ever. It was like quite high up on Steam played and whatnot. Um, and I get the reference like, to that oh, name now. It's nice. It's a good. It's like oh, it's just a good. It's a good game. It's a. It's a really good. It's a really good type of them grand strategy slash RTS games, and it's so much more interesting to the average person. And there's, like, even from a gameplay perspective, like yeah, people love Total War Rome, right? And everybody loves that. But you know what? That shit doesn't have flying units. Because why the fuck would it have flying units? Why? You know what else it doesn't have? Magic spells or summoned entities or the ability for, I don't know, the Gauls to create a rat nuke underneath Rome. Well, this is where video games can have fun with their design choices outside of your themes, you know? If you're yeah. if you are into it for the historical accuracy, you're a different type of player, but you're probably in the minority compared to people that are just like yeah. digging it for, you know, what it's got going on as a game. Yeah. Uh but yeah, good game. Liked it. And that's that's pretty much it for my week. If you want to check uh, me out, you can take a look over at uh, twitchtv at doing Dark Souls and Warzone and uh, Xenoblade this week. Okay. Um. So, hey, Willie, can you give me a few minutes? Uh, I got a. There was a delivery sure. at the door, and I don't want my package sitting out there for like you know a couple hours. So I'll be back in like five. All minutes. All right. BRB. See. Oh, I should mute myself. You too, should huh? do that. That's fine. BRB. Okay. Took the time to get so, myself a second cup of coffee. All right. Um, right. So over on my side of things, uh, besides uh, the aforementioned... Um, <gasps> I forgot to ask you something that you told me I could ask you about this week about your channel. Yeah. Dokapon has now completed in both anime and manga format. So... It is, uh, it is, it is fair game to discuss. If you still haven't caught up on Dokapon, then you're going to need to dodge. But, um, Dokapon is now complete in both anime and manga format. We are going to be discussing the, the Dokapon. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big discussion, but we're, we're, we're not holding back spoilers. So yeah, that shit went down. That shit went down. I would like to say congratulations to men. The Dokage. I the would first also Dokage. Like to point out that all three of you are bitch cowards. Okay. I was now, informed before or after. I don't know. It depends. Uh, I've received a statement from uh, one Dokage Min. Yes, that's right. Um. So, if you would be so kind, I can just uh, absolutely go for it. All right, so, um, Min says, if Pat on the podcast disagrees with the winner's decision to split the pool, please tell him that it is well within my rights as the winner to use it as I see fit. Mm -hmm. He is not my financial advisor, nor the judge to decide how my, uh, well-earned money should be spent. Um, 
So essentially, I can do what I want with it. That is absolutely accurate. I am not the judge nor his financial advisor. I'm merely a not even active. I am a passive outside observer. To which I say, that is a bitch coward talk. And you and Reggie are in no way free of the bitch cowardice, which is while he is totally free to do what he will with his money, you two are also free to not accept that money because you are losers. And you lost. All right. That's it. That's literally all okay. I want to say. Okay. Uh, that's cool. Personally, I said what I said at the uh, at the end of it, which was, um, well, the way he phrased it was, uh, "Generosity is the ultimate salt." I found that to be. Uh, <laughs> so the, the audio listeners I found that are to doing be, a, a eye roll. He's doing jerk a jerk off, off motion. motion. A jerk a jerk off motion. Uh, we talked about it. It was funny because in that moment too, Reggie said. Uh, yo, I would have, I, I, I would have done the same thing, and I'm, in fact, I'm mad that uh, you got the good guy credit on that move. Uh, and I said, oh, I would have taken it. So I am shocked that this is what you're doing. Uh, straight up, real. We have <laughs> That's a what room it is. of Chris G's of pot so, splitters. So now the specter of collusion will always reign over your heads. Collusion takes place before something goes and down. And how can we ever know now that we saw that the pot got split? That I'm looking you in the eye right now and telling you that you. that's not what... Okay, well, I'm looking everyone else in the eye and telling them the honest truth that that's how it went down. Oh, I'm not saying None that None of was. us knew he I'm was going to do that. that now it, the specter of collusion will always right. live on. That's fine, but I'm telling you that that's not true. That's a lie. So, right away... Whether you choose to not believe that is up to you. But the honest truth is, I had no idea he was going to do that, and neither did Reggie. If if you have a blood pool, that you should see blood and not all shake hands and be cool, man. I don't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I was very much... Like, anyway, that's 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 how I... Uh, 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 stated, I was going to not, I wasn't going to do that. That was a very surprising move. But, um... I was, I was informed by somebody know? who kept up that uh, Min may have done so as he portrayed himself as the ultimate villain of Dokapon. Mm. This was a way to, um, like, buy back some goodwill with generosity. That's possible. I think so. I mean... I kind of set myself up as the villain early on by being a shitheel from the start, which then turned most people against me for the remainder of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was an interesting journey, you know, as as, as the the arcs of the anime flowed and and as we went through filler arcs and training arcs and all kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. um, in the end, there was sort of a, a, a coalescing around... Uh, you know, Team Reggie as the the hero, for the most part. But I think, uh, when it came down to it, like, it just uh, it it pretty much the tension was the bat the final battle between uh me Min and the final boss. You know, mm-hmm. and um, 
people might not necessarily have ended on the same teams that they started out with. But one thing was for sure from the jump, uh, I was, I was being a humongous asshole in the first session. And, uh, Min was a shit disturber. He was an agent of chaos. Uh huh. And that, and that was his, uh, that was his angle. Mm-hmm. So there might be some credence to that theory. Yeah. Yeah. It was All pretty I'm wild. Saying- is that if you don't give that money back, you are a bitch coward. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Well. So, uh, Dokapon, if you'd like to see how this all went down in uh, <laughs> this legendary, insanely ridiculous uh, 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 fucking LP, you can catch all of that currently on Wooly Versus. And... Um, and also, uh, I think we're going to... Uh, what I did do... Was, so the final episode is, was not listed as the final because we didn't want to give it away for people that were like edge of their seat holding on to see what was going to happen. So now it's it was just put out as uh, the number. But then we're going to come back to it and, and re-edit it so that it is clear that it is the end of the playlist. But at least for that initial release, we didn't want you to, to know it was the final episode before... Oh, that's smart. Out. I like that. That's good. Yeah, we did a little, we did a little fake out. Um... Uh, and, and, and I guess the perfect opportunity while I'm talking about that to, to mention as well that you might see a bunch, a bunch of other things that are pretty different, um, on the channel. And, uh, yeah, I basically, you know, uh, decided that I want to change the format up a little bit. So, um, at least in terms of presentation, we're now, um, putting, uh, unique, uh, titles, thumbnails, descriptions for each Is video. Is that an algorithm thing? I've noticed a lot of people are doing that. Well, um, there is an algorithm thing where you go, you won't believe what happened here. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) One weird trick. You know, all of that jazz is absolutely algorithming. Um, And I don't think it hurts you to add unique descriptors, certainly. But for me, it's definitely more about, um, oh, fuck, which episode was it where uh, Wooly fought Rico Jr.? Yeah. Uh, let's look at these thumbnails. They're all the same. Let's look at these. Okay, the only indicator here is the number of the ep. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Versus the one where he's on the thumbnail and it says, "Uh, fuck you, Rico Jr." You know. So, um, in terms of just allowing someone to like find anything in any of our LPs, I think it'll come in handy, especially considering the length of both Dokapon and Kotor Two. There are some choice moments that people want to like find rewatch or, you know, uh, 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 and, and, you know, f- get to. So it's like, why not help with that? Certainly. So, um, you know, doing that, having a little bit of a description to like cover at least what's going on there and just getting, t- getting the, um, the shortening of the title. So that's just the name and then the number and then that more information helps everybody, helps people find things better. And, uh, if, like, if you happen to not be watching something, for example, but you're waiting for a certain part, which some people, you know, sometimes do. They're like, oh, I know this game. I don't want to watch the whole thing, but I do want to see once they get to this planet or something like that. Well, now you've got that information, you know? So um, just more details for the anime to help it, um, to help people find what they need. So that's going to be going down. Uh, Doom right now is kind of doing it too with, with each episode. And hey, we also- I'd like to congratulate you, by the way. Uh, I took a look at the Eternal uh, intro sequence. 
and <laughs> and uh, that is a a master stroke. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm quite pleased that uh that was made possible did she know there wasn't like what is the backstory on that there wasn't much room to to evolve that bit except in the direction that it went in there's nowhere else to go after the first one quite frankly it's kind of sad that like the bit is kind of done because i don't think you're ever going to top like getting no 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 that's done yeah yeah that's done it you know much like end past discussions, there's nowhere else to go with this. We're done here. The, um, the, 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 probably one of the funniest things to me is like when my mom did agree to, to do the vet, like when I, when she, when she did it, it was so funny because I'm like, okay, one, this is being, she, someone, rec- uh, someone recorded it right mm. for her. And two, like she's, Doing her best to not turn on the fucking accent. Yeah. <laughs> and she said she's trying to sound as proper as possible. Because that was the, the weirdest where... thing. Because I, I ran into your mom twice and her accent is usually thicker than that. So, so, you know, so, but, but this is a thing. You have to, you, you hear it, right? And like, it, it happens way more with Jamaicans than it does with like other islands, I find. Like, with Grenadians, with 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 uh Bayesians, it's 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 a little bit different it's a, but like Jamaicans do this thing where they suddenly try to speak very correctly and they try to enunciate every word you see because it makes me sound a little bit smarter if i announce my words yeah, but then you get a and i'm holding back the accent, accent. Exactly. You hear this very weird thing where I'm suddenly trying to speak very clearly, but if you know the truth, you know that the accent is one second away from, you know, <laughs> like it's coming, it's, it's being held back like fucking P3 protagonist. <laughs> you know, the, it's, it's going to come flowing out. So she is absolutely doing her best to sound proper and not too fucking, not too island with it, you know? And, and, and it works because, you know, she, she did it, but like, I'm like, oh, oh, you best believe. On, on this word or that word too. You best believe when the cameras are off and the, and the, and the, 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 the tolerance is, is, is low. That the full thing comes out, you know, and that's what I was doing in the first uh, in the first intro. I was doing the real shit. You're getting the sanitized version. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was great. Um, lots of fun on that with Doom Eternal, and um, bless, bless, bless up. More life. I am very much enjoying the loop of that game Mm -hmm. it is quite a nice cycle and the fact that we have been introduced to gun mechanics that can break the cycle to your choosing is a phenomenal way of allowing you to play how you want to so flame belch is fantastic oh man what a like that was the missing piece it was the revert to the the, I, the Doom Tony Hawk system. I wish Flame Belch was a giant yoga flame. Yeah, well. <laughs> I kind of wish it covered a large area in front of me. But regardless, it's a nice piece that puts in the ability to get your shields back. Wonderful. Um, this is something that you incorporate in the loop 
Or if you would like, you can instead upgrade your super shotgun and allow the chains to flame up whatever you target. I would like to do be, that. That would be, that's then you, here's your new flame belch. In addition to the default one. You know, uh, I would like to heal when I go glory kill things. Of course I do. But I would also like to heal when I kill frozen things and blood punch them. Yes. So we can now have different angles to play this loop on, you know, or rather different tracks to take. I feel and so that, that, bad for that fucking Revenant, dude. It opens it up. <laughs> <clears throat> the, the Revenant that gives you your shotgun. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I feel so yeah, bad yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's funny. It's also a way to introduce that multiplayer mechanic, I'm sure, that, in a uh, way. I will promise to you, mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. we'll talk about that later. Sure. The, um, you know, I, I, I won't keep going on about um, the level sizes. I, I said They're what I said. I still, yep, i rather them short. End of story. Uh, the, it the, gets really insane at the end where there is a level that is literally titled the level part one, the level part two, the level part three, and they are all oh my God. all proper levels themselves. Wow. And you're like, wow. really? Jesus. Yeah. Um, the, the fucking, the absolute size of the, uh, of your base Holy fuck! It's man. fucking gigantic too. Yeah. Jesus. Shit. You know there's it's secrets huge. in it. Yeah, I'm like not surprised. And shit. I, I believe it. I believe it. Took took 25 minutes probably going through his his like bedroom or like whatever hangout room lounge. That bookshelf is just a fucking mm-hmm. apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The bookshelf. The fucking computer. Uh, yeah, just, you can take a, it took a while to get through every little bit and piece. You can really characterize a a blank slate really hard if you just show us the room that they have designed for themselves. Of course. Uh, why wouldn't he be a guitar shredder? Fun things, uh, too, is, uh, you know, wait, the, the first one really kind of touches on it, but this one really goes all in with this is... Uh, sci-fi future with this is sci-fi future built on top of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like there are castles and knights and demons and magic and dogs, we put, and we put our soldier men in front of on on top of these things. Um, fucking nunchucks and a skateboard, dude. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Anyway, so that's 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 uh that's all great. I uh, just fought the um, the Doom Hunter, and that is an action figure ass villain. If I've ever seen one, I always tend to think that like monsters with no legs that have flying platforms or like dumb tank legs look really stupid every time. Yeah, and this is exactly that. But it's like, yeah, it it looks like an action figure. I love that you spend the whole level watching it be constructed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, like, the Doom Hunter... Dude, that thing is a boss fight and a half. I fucking adore the fact that you beat it and then the second one just comes in immediately. So you beat it and then you jump in the hole 
And then they're like, "Yeah, it's a, it's an it's 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 an enemy now." It is now an enemy. That was a, that they, was your introduction. They didn't they didn't waste any time with that. A lot of games will give you perhaps a level before they introduce it as a okay. Now fight it in the context of not a boss fight, and it's like, "No, nah, here's two. <laughs> Go." It's also um, like really similar to like a an old Doom design, which was like Sarge from Doom Three. And it also oh, okay. looks just like uh, like a Warhammer 40k uh, enemy. Um, yeah, it, it would look cooler with legs. But here's the thing: that fight, like many other rooms, teaches you to move and kill what happens to cross your your field of vision. But do but but do it in that order. I think outside of the final boss, that's the room I died the most in in the game. Interesting. Because not the purple like, rooms. Uh, no, not the purple rooms. Ironically, huh. but it was—it's the room where it's like, no, you're going to learn how to do this properly. Yeah. Or else you'll die. Yeah. 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 Um, having um, getting getting those batteries now, and and seeing like you're like, oh my god, okay, wait, wait, how many things can we do here? You're like, oh fuck, okay, we've got the old weapon power ups, we've got the weapon add ons, then you got the power, the pips for each add on, then you've got the mastery challenge, then you've got the, uh, well, you got what used to be the Praetor suit upgrades, now split into two different, like, screens, one of which is, like, Praetor suit upgrades plus uh, uh, an ability, and then the second being, like, just, like, little, I guess, like, quality of life and cooldown mm-hmm. things to spend your cookies on you know all the cookie t- cookies you collect and i'm like man and then there's the crystals right so i'm just like i have a lot of things to spend these batteries on and you really got to choose whether so, you want to go uh, i'll give you a tip because it was very shocking to me there are more upgrade materials in the game than you need Yes, I did catch that. There are significantly more. It's like 70%. I did catch that. The so, other thing is that eventually not in worried. the final batch of levels, there is a new type of upgrade power-up that just yeah. skips the weapon challenge. Oh, wow. Okay. So if there are weapon challenges yeah. that you're looking that at I don't care going, about. fuck, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just don't. I, yeah, for all the for all the non preferred upgrades, I don't really want to. You know, I got a very clear like. No, I prefer this one. I don't want to do that one. So yeah, that that's good. I like that. Good. I feel like um, also I, it's would be fun to start playing around with these cosmetics and skins that I can buy with the batteries. But uh, one um, I would rather get a function upgrade. Yeah. Out of those batteries, and two, I'm still enjoying the normal suit he's got on. I don't need I to change it just the, yet. I uh, the classic look as my first upgrade, and I I wore it pretty much the whole game. Hmm. Because because you got to get that that those abs out. Also, the the cutscenes are hilarious if you use the old costume. Well, it's the only place you can really appreciate it, though, right? Like you're not going to see it otherwise. So, well, your arms change as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, fucking rad as shit, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, but, um, these, these hell priests are, 
They they's bitch. And they're, they're gonna go. As as they as as they should when you introduce, you know, a bunch of scurrying little fucking rodent people uh to to to, to run around and, and push things in front of them as they try to get away from you because Doom Guy is basically made to face anyone who's gonna go, hey, wait, no, you can't oh <laughs> like as long as the person is speaking in a holier than thou voice, uh Doom Guy's got a perfect fucking antithesis. There's a there's a couple scenes in the game in which Doom Guy actually gets to interact with like normal human beings and they're all incredible. Mm. Because mm. it's so weird. I met I mean I met the betrayer. So he, yeah. there's not much to that. One he's an so asshole, far. but he's still kind of normal compared to most of the people you run into. And that's like two seconds, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, Kratos, how you doing? So you're here, huh? Yeah, I'm just chilling down so, here, waiting for my DLC episodes. <laughs> uh, that's is that confirmed? Yeah, totally. At least okay. one of them is going to be levels as him. Gotcha, gotcha. Doom Eternal's fun. Doom Eternal's fun. Um, we are getting through that. Um, I cracked top 300 in Teppen. Mm. So that's fucking sick. Zero get nerfed yet? Uh, no. Um, season's still going. Keep riding that still wave. Riding the wave. It's, it's the wave. Uh, there's a couple other really strong waves happening in Teppen right now. Um, but, like, it is... Basically, like, it's become clear at this point that it's like, if you are attempting to play an honest game of Teppen <laughs> with a character that is going to put cards down to uh, do some damage and then win the game, you shan't be winning the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you win right now in that top 500 or that even I'd say that top 1000 bracket of Teppen is the... You basically have to create a nonsense gimmick that often involves, like, um, let's say, for example, not playing any cards on the field whatsoever. Uh, so there's a Ryu style of play where you never, ever put a card down to attack anybody. You only play, like, action cards that direct damage the opponent. That sounds fucking stupid, man. And then you have a super and an ability that makes your direct attacks do more damage. So, uh, Ashley Graham. Is that a yes? Ashley is a character that doesn't attack. But when she's on the field, she makes your direct attacks do more damage. She makes anything you do, do an extra damage point. Oh, because of the... So she she buffs up whatever you do, right? Mm -hmm. Then uh, Ryu can do, like, like, Denjin kind of mode like he, he fucking does a like an electric charge and that adds an extra damage point as well so then he can just sit there and directly attack you and you've got to find a way to deal with that shit because he's not playing the game <laughs> you know um or you know there are weskers who will basically create a ridiculously expensive overpowered card um They'll make sure that they'll they'll play a card that drops that insanely expensive card into the graveyard, and then they'll play another card that says resurrect anything in the graveyard for cheap. There you go. Yeah. And now it, this super <sighs> crazy thing 
shows up and you're like, well, fuck me, you know? Um, you basically have to do that. So yeah, that's kind of what's happening. It's, it's, it's become a, a bit of a scam. <laughs> but I'm running a, I'm running a, a, you know, like I said, zero, a zero scam that revolves around. There's uh, something weird about like car games the- in particular. Where there's this element of like, I'm gonna run this until they get rid of it because I know they will because it's fucked. I guess. I mean, if you're gonna, because here's the deal, right? You're either it's like you beat them or join them. So yeah. I'm fighting against that, right? With a pretty honest Nero deck, mm-hmm. and it's just it's, it's liter- it becomes impossible. Nice. You know, I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen. You're never going to do enough damage. Like the only times it'll it'll work out in your favor is if everything that they're pulling up is extremely bad luck and everything I get is extremely good luck. If his best cards are at the bottom of his deck and my best cards are at the top, then yeah, he's not going to win. You know? But just playing the odds in a, in a randomized randomized shot you can't win. You can't win unless you have some horse shit. So, yeah, top 300 will have these moments where, um, for example, uh, with my zero, um, you kind of, you kind of aren't, you're playing a little bit here and there, but you're kind of wasting time because what you essentially want is either, um, there's a card that is, uh, like I said, V from, mm-hmm. from DMC5. Um, he can show up and then he can summon one of the three boys and he, and if one of the three boys dies, you can immediately just bring them back up Oh, nice! over and over and over and over and over again. Right. So, um, as long as V is alive, they can keep coming back. So you can kind of run that strategy. It's very expensive, but it works. And another one is to, uh, waste a bunch of time and, uh, do what you call resonate, which is basically like, um, playing action cards. And then when you play, uh, like 15 action cards you can put down uh you ever play you played Mega Man X2 I have so do you remember the X hunters uh violin agile and surge like I played X2 once back okay in 1997 so uh they're these obscure ass enemies from the Mega Man X games and I remember them fa- uh, like really, really well because I had I, I owned a, ca- a cartridge of X two, um, and so though they were basically like these bosses that would appear not on um, their own stages, but they would be on the maps, uh, and they would you'd fight them like in other people's like a- areas type of thing. They would, sh- they would sh- show up otherwise. Um, so, uh, Sir, Sir, Sergey, Sir, Serge, Sergey. Okay, like. Yeah. Uh, so those three basically end up being a, 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 a card that you play at after you've done 15 of these things, these like resonate moments, like I described. You play three super cards all at once and they're ridiculously strong and you can't really do much to fight them. And most players that know when you're in like that top 500, as soon as you play this card, they just quit the game. Hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I mean, you're describing this this card as being the shit. I remember in Hearthstone, there was this period in which the advice I got every single time I played the game was save up your dust to get, uh, God, what the fuck was it? Professor Boom. Or something like that. Okay. I forget the name of okay. it. And it was like, 
What's the deal with that card? It's in every single... Dr. Boom. It's in every single fucking deck in the game. Because it's the mm-hmm. best card. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Is Teppin at that place where there are like five or ten cards or whatever that are like, you get these and you win, and if you don't have them, you will lose? <sighs> uh, yeah, there's a handful. Um, that if sucks. You- there's there's a handful. If you don't have a brainwashed card, mm-hmm. then you have to have a counter brainwashed strategy. Yeah. There's a card called brainwashed that uh, basically is I'm stealing that I'm stealing a, a card. I'm taking something from you. And if you don't have a counter ready, you just you lose whatever. So some people have strategies that involve making a super card that you can't really beat if you've fucking got no plan then it's a free steal you know um similarly there's also one called um maverick's memories which is a it's a zero card that nullifies any action so these two actually oh, go hand in hand good. so yeah so you need a you need an action nullifier or one of these things in place because they fucking just snatch they take you the sh- they take your shit um you need a plan for that you know, when you see it, you need to know what to do. Uh, there are, I'd say, I'd say there's probably like 10 extraordinarily pop- popular cards that like, that are different colors. Cause you know, each like deck has its own color, uh, each, each character. Mm-hmm. You're going to see, if you see a Wesker, you're going to see the best of the black decks cards. Mm -hmm. You know, you can expect to see these or those, you know. So, yeah, it does happen. I imagine... That sucks, but also money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? So, you're trying to, you're hoping that uh, you get one of those from your fucking random ass gacha pack when you when you when you draw something and if you do you're like oh great I can I can play now I wish I'm allowed Teppen to live was on the PC dude it's on your iPad yeah like there are there are a, a significant amount of games of this nature that have Android clients and iPhone clients and PC clients and I hate that. I can't play it on the PC because I would I would be way more likely to give it a shot on the PC than I would be on my phone because I fucking hate playing shit on my phone. When I streamed it, I played it by mirroring it to my desktop. Okay. So I, I was playing it on my phone still, but uh, my screen was being shared with my desktop and then I just full screened it on, on my TV. Now, I'm seeing people say just emulate it, but what point is there to emulate a fucking game that you have to play online, like, by yourself? I don't understand. I don't know. Am I I old? Is that what's happening? Am I out of touch with the kids? You know, if it ever did come to PC, PC players would be at a disadvantage. How so? Um, okay. So I've described how this is not purely a time game. Yeah, you're also dropping uh, things at certain time periods. It's not, ter- it's, it's not purely a turn-based game. There's time involved. There's attack lines that make a difference, right? 
because there's attack lines that make a difference, when you see an attack line come from one card, let's say, um, uh, 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 fucking, uh, nightmare shows up and then it's got like, it's got thir- it's got 13 life, 13 damage. That's massive. Cause you have 30 HP in total. Right, right, right. And this, this line gets to the end and it's about to do damage. The time to counter things is as close to the moment that it's about to hit the enemy as possible. Right. Because you, if you, if you try to counter it midway through that line traveling, they have enough time to do bullshit. So let's say, um, I, I go, oh, you're about to, uh, you're using your nightmare to attack me for a lot of damage. I'll just use that brainwashed card I mentioned and I'll steal it from you. Um, if you do that midway through, then I can, you know, perhaps set up another thing or I have multiple ways to counter it. But if I do it the moment before it touches you, you have to, have to, have to have a counter immediately ready. Otherwise, one fraction of a second later, you're taking all this damage. So how would that mean that PC players have a disadvantage? Because there are moments where I'm about to die, right? Because someone has stopped time the moment one frame before I'm about to get lethal, like, damage to kill, to end the round. Yeah. Right? I have, like, five life left and they're about to hit me for six. And they've decided to stop me from doing any possible counter by, like, doing a, a, a time stopping spell or whatever, right? Okay. Um, so what I'm doing in on my phone is I'm literally hitting my super button. Like you have to drag it into the center of the screen. I'm dragging my finger at such a ridiculous pace that I have to land this super that will kill the thing that's about to kill me before that line touches. Am All I losing right. you? I'm... I'm- I'm, I understand. I'm just under. I'm misunderstanding how PC players have a disadvantage. The mouse clicking and dragging to the middle of the screen, unless they change the inputs directly, unless they change the the inputs directly, um, the ma- dragging the 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 super into the the active point is going to be slower. Because you don't know the exact moment when it returns to active gameplay, then it would be just literally spamming your finger over the corner of the screen. So if activating that a super, seems wrong, yeah, it's it's kind of silly. No, I mean let, it sounds like what you are saying is wrong. All right, I'm going to try to break. I'm, I'm going to it to you because yeah, I don't I'm going to try to talking about. Okay, so for those of you who don't know uh, the game at all, let me try to explain this in as much detail as I can to show you that I'm not being insane here because I'm going to do what the book says where I have to do this. <laughs> all right? so Because people play StarCraft at like 180, like 3,000 APM. You have to know this game to understand my point. If you don't know the game, you will not understand my point. If... All I had to do was put the mouse in the corner of the screen and click mashing over the super button, right? Uh To activate it would be fair. There'd be no problem because you would activate the – let's say you'd be activating in that one frame window that you have, right? That Mm -hmm. one – you'd be activating it by mashing it. My finger can scrub the corner of the screen from where the button is, where the super button is. 
I have to drag the card to the middle. I can scrub. So are, you just, are you just scrubbing it over and over and over? Over and 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 over again. Sense. I have to scrub, and the scrub is is a click, a hold, a drag, and a release. All many, many, many times per second. Okay. Because the moment it, it happens, right? On a PC, you are doing four things. You are mm-hmm. clicking, holding, dragging, and releasing. And dropping, yeah. And dropping. You cannot do that with a mouse as fast as your finger can just rub, 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 rub. So, um, you can do it, but you're not going to do it as good as someone on their finger would, which is going to put you at an inherent disadvantage to someone in a very quake on PC versus quake on Dreamcast kind of way. That's the best I can explain this to you. This, this is a bummer to Pat. Because now, because I just went through an entire thing of, I wish I could play it on PC, and then people saying you can, and then me going, I wish I could play it on PC and online, and then people saying you can, and then being explained how that's a bad way to play it, and now I'm like, oh, bummer. If they port it and change things so that you just have hotkeys, that'd be great. Like a a literal, like, hit Q to super? Uh, hit Q to super or hit spacebar to super, um, you know, or there could be like, um, let's say ASD or like, um, I don't know, whatever, right? You can have like all the cards at the bottom that you can play and then you can have like the slots of one, two, and three. And then if you can chop like, I don't know, like A1, A2, A3, you know, uh, D1, D2, just to put it in there right away. Maybe, maybe, or you can just click. I don't know what it would be. Hold on. People are saying the blue stacks can set up hotkeys to literally hit hit button to super for mouse for mouse movement. No, like just smash like a button on your keyboard to do it. Uh, okay. In game though, like an icon has to be grabbed and dropped into a space. Oh, you so, can you can macro all sorts of stupid shit if if the thing supports it. So so the macro is is emulating mouse movement then. Yeah, I would assume so. Okay. Uh, yeah, per, per, maybe I, I have no idea. We if I've never seen case, this before. Then just give me an official port, man. Come on. Yeah. Well, the, well, that's like like never mind this macro shit. Like if an official port happened and just made it so that there was button inputs or keyboard inputs to do these things, then you don't have to worry about all of this macro shit anyway, you know? Um, that's That That would be the optimal situation, which is what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of describing. I'm in this weird place where it's like I've wanted to like get into and play a card game for forever, but I started Hearthstone at a place where apparently it was very bad, and also I don't know how to make decks. And then mm. Hearthstone became like laughably actually evil because Blizzard... Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, what about Teppin? And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to play it on my phone. I don't want to play yeah. it on my phone. I, I know. I think you'd enjoy the Capcomness of it, but I would. Um, I really would. I like Capcom. But uh, you do, you do have that issue. You do have that issue, and it's uh, that's a hard one to get over. And, and I then think, I, and you then know, I, I tried the Gwent open, uh, the Gwent closed blade, the closed blada. Thank you. Quos that I got beta. into a million years ago, and I was like, "Oh wow, I don't like Gwent if I don't have a million more cards than the NPC, and that the NPC is stupid." Um, does Gung Ho 
port anything from mobile over to to desktop? I don't know. I I, I don't know either. Um, to my knowledge, I don't think they do, but maybe they have. You know, I, I feel like uh, this is this is making the money for them on the phone, so they don't want to really leave the phone. You can buy things on a PC. Oh well, yeah. So that's what's up. Gungho does three hundred, huh? Top three hundred. How high do you think you can possibly get realistically? Uh, I think this. I think I don't think I'm. I, I personally, I didn't expect I'd get this high. Um, the highest I got to was uh two seventy nine. I don't know. I don't think I can hold it. Uh, I don't. I definitely don't think I can get. I think I can. I think I. Ugh, hard to say, man. I've beaten people in top one hundred. I've watched them rage quit. So, I could probably crack top one hundred if I get some really good rolls. I don't think I could ever crack top ten because um, that requires like absolute understanding of every card that you're that they play against you, and I don't have that. Right, I'm still running my strategy. And I'm vaguely familiar with their strategy and their deck, but there's usually a bunch of cards running that I don't recognize in, in, in a lot of cases. And I think the people who are in top 10 know every fucking card inside out. I would say you know? so. So, um, I also think people that, um, telling me to check out Legends of Rune Terra. What the fuck is that? Is that some kind of card nerd? For games, for nerd. Oh God, it's the fucking riot one. Jesus, <laughs> why is it all? God damn it! It's always League and Riot. Every single new game. Well, <laughs> Swear to God, desk- yeah, I'm gonna on not desktop? play the Blizzard one because Blizzard's assholes, and I'm gonna go play the Riot one instead. You want your desktop? There it is, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, um, what, what, what does happen though, what I do do is basically when I get absolutely annihilated by something. Yeah. Just get fucking shit wrecked. Like what happened? Completely lost as to what the fuck, right? And this is how I've, this is how I think I managed to like step it up is I run the replay of it because there's a replay se- there's a replay match uh, section of the game and I screenshot their cards and then I go and I find <laughs> those descriptions straight up dude yeah what happened yeah and and like because like you can pause them what the replay section is pretty awesome though because like they'll play a bunch of cards that you've never seen for example and then you can pause it tap that card and read its full description of what it does so i'll do that right i will literally go and i'll be like oh motherfucker this is what you're doing 
And like, I'll be like, okay, I see your game plan now. This is what you did. You've created the deck that is all about this. And I'll like in, in one fucking case, dude, um, I got annihilated by someone who was just like placing these ridiculously strong camis on the board. And they just seem to be like, re- like so hard to deal with. And, um, I found out that it was a, it was a thing where it was like, yeah, put a camis and expensive cards. You only get one per game. But if you put her in the graveyard and then resurrect her, she comes back faster and cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bug where um, you can play like a Sigma card that is basically like uh, – I forgot what it's – I think it's called Malevolence where it kills an ally and then refreshes them on the board. Okay. And so you get, for example, uh, uh, that whatever Kami was at, you get a refreshed version of it on the board that's, you know, full health and back to normal, but it also puts a copy of Kami in the graveyard. Okay. So a card that should be one per deck can now be copied by be multiple doing, per deck. by, by, by killing it and refreshing it. And then you can resurrect it three times and you go, oh, okay. fuck, you have three god so, cards instead of one. I, I think, I'm seeing people like go ah bugs in in the chat because card game bugs are uh, like a hilarious like idea. Yeah. Uh, but like there used to be a form of bug oh, in the real life card game, which is yeah. the guy you're playing doesn't know what the description means. Okay. And will argue with you that no, this is how the card really works. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it bug is the is I, I also bug is the wrong word to use there. What we're seeing, what we're effectively seeing, is like a game mechanic that w- plays out uh, in a bullshit manner that's different yeah. from expected. Because um, you would you would expect if you you're allowed to have one of these cards in your deck, that killing it and refreshing it would just grab it from the graveyard, as opposed to copy and paste. And then leaving a copy in the graveyard, you know? Uh, so it's a little bit of that going on. But anyway, anyway, that is that is what's happening right now <laughs> in this game. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, you know? Um, so yeah, when are but, you going to start playing Magic? I don't know. Is Nero in it? No. Is it re- is it literally just that? Is it actually like it's how, it's how it starts. It's okay. how it starts. It's how it starts. It's funny because we make fun of people for that. Yeah, I know. It's super shallow. Totally, <laughs> super shallow and, and bullshit. But because it's I how it like, starts. It, I feel you like see the, the you know the midpoint here. Like it might not be possible for you because you play a lot of Capcom games. Yeah. But I feel like the middle of the road, like the beginning is, I like Nero. And yeah. then the middle is like, well, Nero's my favorite, but I'll play Zero, because Zero is cool. And yep. then the, the point after that is, I'm playing Teppan, and I like Teppan, and I don't recognize a single character <laughs> in my deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, right. and then part four is, well, since I don't know anyone in my deck anyway... <laughs> right I, what about this I'm, other card game i'm currently on phase fuck you i love the x hunters what do you mean i always love those bad guys those characters from x2 
Who? Violin, Agile, and Sergey. They're great. What? What? Fuck you! The I'm a huge whose fan. Name you didn't pronounce correctly because you've only said it like twice in your life. <laughs> we we worked in an office with a dude named Serge. You know. Yeah, I know. I've known tons of dudes named Serge. It's the natural. It's the the way I would pronounce it almost every time. Uh, well, S E R G E S. You know. Um, but and in any case, yeah. Fuck you. I like the X-Hunters. I've always offended the X-Hunters. <laughs> hey, there's a V in the deck and you get the, you get to bring out the animal party, so it's all good. It's, um, like, it's, it's when it's like when when you're running like your haunting ground deck is is the moment to start to worry. <laughs> like it's nothing but haunting ground and fucking RE1 and uh, fucking book characters that it's time yeah. to start worrying. Yeah, yeah. If I no, if I ever put together a deck with not a single card of a character I care about, then <laughs> Gung Ho will have completed its mission. You know, yeah. I have fully transitioned into a a like I'm. I don't even care about the Capcom part anymore. But for now, I still do, and and that's the reason why. You know, so I'm I'm I have been suckered. But yeah, um, I don't see them porting this anytime soon. Ah, bummer. <sighs> Maybe they will. But hey, hey, I'm I'm currently fucking like you know, pretty strong globally at this game, so that feels good. I'm currently. How many um, people play Teppen? Well, I know that you don't start seeing your rank until you get top ten thousand. Okay. So, take that as you would. Because, like, top 300 is really impressive unless there are 305 people. Yeah. Also, top 300 in the beginning of the season means nothing. Oh, yeah. No, it's very different. Um, which is why the points matter, you know? If you see... Like, I have a... I have a... I have a... I have a, um, I have a point, like, where it's like, oh, yeah, I have, like two or three battles won early on in the thing, I'm in the fucking top whatever. And it's like, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't matter. Yeah, rank no reset one's played is yet. lit. Rank reset is just like, I'm number one in the world for about 28 seconds. Yeah. So if I'm at, yeah, like 389 um, is one thing. But like, more importantly, you see that it's like, okay, I got 1841 points, which means like, okay, no, you are building up a high point count as opposed to just the, the ranking because we're now late season, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very least, I can say, I can say I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I feel like I'm a killer. I don't think I'm a, I'm a winner, but I think I'm a killer right now. If you fight me online, there's a good chance you'll probably lose. But there's also a good chance I could lose too if I get some bullshit in my deck. Tappen's fun. Um... Anyway, you know, I wish that's the Teppen stuff. was Hearthstone. That's a weird statement. Hmm. But like, cause I played Hearthstone, and like they have the fancy cards, and Teppen has fancy cards and animations, and Rune Terra has fancy cards and animations, and it's like I don't care about any of the fucking Warcraft or League of Legends care. Like, who gives? But I, I'd fucking flip my shit to see Rathlos do a fucking spin kick. <laughs> yeah. Rathlos is in there. He's in there. 
not not that good, but he's there. He's the king of the monsters, dude. Yeah, you know. Their gigante is more of a problem. Well, yeah, that's that's reality, but, you know. Uh, Anyway, so you can check all that out over at Wooly Versus on Twitch and Wooly Versus on uh, YouTube. And, um, yeah, since uh, Dokapon is up, we're going to be cycling between uh, episodes of Doom and KOTOR for the next little bit. Plus, of course, we've got our Get Into Fighting Game stuff going on. Um, and, uh, yeah, this week I want to try something a little different. I want to do something I've been waiting to do. And the timing couldn't be better, apparently, right? It's like per- perfectly lines up. I've been meaning to do an episode of Get Into Fighting Games where we just focus on combo practice and like tightening up, you know, uh, your existing team choices and like just kind of like labbing, right? So, uh, I wanted to do that with Skullgirls for a while now. And, um, also for a while, uh, Sharpie has wanted to play. So, uh, we're gonna fucking set it up. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do some, we're gonna do a special labbing episode because I feel really dumb where I've still got my, my day one team, co- uh, 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 combos in my head for these characters, but Skullgirls has gone through so many, uh, incredible fucking changes and iterations that like I need to learn something decent with fucking Big Band and I need to learn something decent with Beowulf because this is silly, you know? So uh I I knew something decent with, with Big Band like three years ago. Hmm. That shit is either gone from my mind or gone from the game for sure. Hmm. Yeah. So um I think I'm going to try to make it fun. I'm going to try to make it uh, an interesting watch, but I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting with this because it's something that I do want to do. Uh, if you find lab streams or if you find people experimenting in the training room of something and, and learning combos to be boring or shitty, then, um, you know, uh, I get it. I'm just giving it a shot. We haven't done anything like it, so I'm going to see how this goes. You know? I'm going to see how it goes. And then I'll see, yeah, I'm going to get some games in with Sharpie because uh, she's been fucking pushing the Skullgirls train even when the coal is, uh, is is running dry. She'll get in there and push that train forward. So it's good stuff. Um, that game has gotten a massive update as of recent. Um, tons of new uh, 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 mechanical changes. Like the the basically the, 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 the combo breaker update, so to speak, because... You know, combo breaker didn't happen, but I it's wasn't perfect aware that the update was that substantial. Oh yeah, I thought it was just like a like you know bug fix here or there. Oh no no no! Like the the Sonic Fox is like one detail in uh, of a humongous list of changes that the game went through. Um, it has all these little touches to the characters, and to the to the moves and such. Uh, new stages in from Skullgirls Mobile, so huh. uh, so that's there. Uh, there's some colors and whatnot. And then, of course, yeah, uh, you got the training stage where uh, Sonic Fox is now in the background sometimes instead of um, I forgot the teacher's name. Uh, so Charlie. that shit is red. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, people are mad about that. Well, you know, whatever. Fuck them. I mean, yeah, at the end of the <laughs> like to, at, at, at the end of the day, I'm like, I find it crazy that. I exist in the background of this game and the god of it does not. 
That was insane. So this is righting a wrong, and we are now on the correct timeline because it, they totally deserve to get in there. Skullgirls is such a weird place. It's, it's Skullgirls and more KR than any are this one goofy place where it's like I had I had like written that game off as its time has passed, and due to circumstances which I don't think anyone could have predicted, not only is that game. It's time not passed, but it's going through like a ses- a second renaissance. If that makes any sense, uh, you. I mean, it almost. But the, there's the thing, right? The kill sage will tell you it never died. Like, it's oh, I don't been, mean it died, but it like you know, petered out or whatever you would call it. it um, no, here's what it is. Here's what it is. The mainstream spotlight moved away, but nobody went anywhere. <laughs> It stayed. The same crowd stayed in place. The light was just no longer on them. So then when they made enough noise years later that the fucking spotlight guy had to go, wait, what's happening over here? Oh, God, you're still here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Launch party's still going, you know? So, um... I suppose uh, the way I would ask is... Not ask, but it's like... Fighting it, how, when the fuck does Skullgirls come out? Oh, fucking 2000. Release. When did it come out? It came out 2012. Holy shit, that's I would have far said 13. longer than I thought. Um, so if this was Third Strike, this would be like a little bit before SF4's release, right? Um, 1999 to 2009, sure. Yeah, so I think about this as like, if I was a young Eight, man... Who in the year 2007 was like, should I get in a third strike? The answer would be uh, not unless you like to play with killers who've been playing for six, seven years. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the status of Skullgirls on that? You are there in. new kids or is it all killers? Oh, no, 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 no. There are a lot of new kids, especially right now uh, with the lockdown and search for real decent net play mm-hmm. you've got tons of people taking screenshots going all right i'm cracking it open them's fighting herds or Skullgirls or ki tons of new people jumping in and tons of people that played other games for a long time switching over to play this because you can't get a decent fucking game of uh these other things going and um, nobody can go to their meetups anymore so that's what it is. Wooly, they didn't make any noise. The world and Evo had to literally be shut down for anyone to care. Yes, but also, but also, and this is where it comes in now, giant events like Combo Breaker continued to be massive, massive, like almost alternate Evos that would be all about Skullgirls and KI and these other games that were still being hugely supported by their scenes. So I yes, but it if you just because you weren't paying attention to it doesn't mean it wasn't happening. You know what I mean? Like there was an absolutely healthy scene going on uh for quite some time. So um all this to say is that right now the the gigantic spotlight is now he back and it's here. Mm-hmm. But you've seen scenes like of uh, much smaller games kind of like, you know, uh, fight to 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 keep to stay healthy and to exist. And uh, Skullgirls was not one of those games. Skullgirls had a, an active scene that kept it going 
across multiple events over the course of all these years. So anyway, um, but this is information that you want to, you know, you'd have to follow over the years to see the, to see the journey, so to speak. If it didn't hit your peripheral, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. All this to say, going to try something out, going to try to get in and, and tighten up my, 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 my shit this, uh, this Thursday with getting to fighting games see how it works out. And yeah, fucking awesome sprite. <laughs> Reacts to knockdowns and uh, in there. Sonic Fox deserves to be in there way more than fucking I do <laughs> in the background of the fucking uh, the casino. So, uh, good shit. Good shit. Anyway, um, I forgot. Or Oh, yeah, no, that was that was uh, segueing into uh, the uh, sponsors, actually. But yeah, check that all out if you wanna if you wanna have some fun. Some might ask: Is Mike Z becoming as powerful as his buff incarnation in Indivisible? Oh, is Mike he's Z not- in Indivisible? He's in Indivisible. He's 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 in Indivisible in a room, and he's a gigantic buff lord. <laughs> uh perhaps slowly but certainly certainly he's not not becoming a buff lord right now cuz there's been stories for the last month he's uh he's getting that he's getting that that pump on I this still week. still kind of wish that like we got to see Street Fighter 5 and smash like crash and burn at Evo like the shit heel, the shit heel in me, you know. The cannons were merciful enough <laughs> to save all of these Japanese games the embarrassment. Dude, I want to pull. I, you know what? Right before we go into sponsors, I, I, I wouldn't p- have been wouldn't have been that nice. But yes, go. I, I want to point something out. Because it's working on me, and I'm super pissed. Mm-hmm. Okay? Super pissed. Okay. All right? Riot, this shit they're doing with the different genres is the most genius shit I have ever seen. Because somebody suggested Legends of Terra to me a little bit ago, right? Like, in the chat, like, just, oh, try it out. Yep. And I looked at a GIF. I'm like, oh, that looks cool and fancy. I don't know any of the... Oh, I, I know Timo. Timo's fun. Mm-hmm. And then I thought back to like... Yeah, I had fun playing Timo. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should maybe I should play some League over the weekend. And like, fuck! Like... Like, it's... The, it totally the, works. The ties that bind... And like there'll be there'll be the fighting game at some point, and I'll be playing Darius. I know I'll be playing Darius. They even showed him off in the original like little trailer. And I'll be like, yeah, Darius is cool. Yeah, I really like his Q. His Q is a lot of fun, and he's once got upon, the hook thing. I wonder if he's got t- cool cards in Rune Terra. Once upon a time, I never played a MOBA. Now I've played a MOBA specifically because Zarya was in it. And then I got the skin, and then I was out. There's there's a real genius to, because like you talked about, 
Teppen, right? And you're like, I mm-hmm. like Nero. And that yep. was the moment, right? Yep. With this fucking League shit, it's like they will eventually have a card game, an RPG, an adventure game, a story game, a MOBA, and a shooter. So there will be a genre that people are into. And then you will I'll- play that at some point, maybe. And go, Fingers in all the pies. And then you will look over at the weird one on the other side and yeah. go, oh, I like that character. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll give that a shot and play Darius in the in the League Fighter. And it's like, shit, that's super smart. And it super works, and I feel manipulated. Hard cut to a walkthrough of uh, Yasuke's Zandatsu tutorial. <laughs> like yeah platinum's like hey man i don't know tencent wanted it so we got in there and i hate that riot is excuse so me excuse me yasuo yasuo because i like their games like i very much enjoyed <sighs> League when i played it yep 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 The trap has been set. This week, Castle Super Beast is sponsored by Bombus. Hey, Bombus. I'm not wearing socks right now, and my feet are kind of gross, and I'm lucky that they're off camera. But if I were to wear some nice socks, could Bombus help me out? They make the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. So you tell me. Rhetorical in question. In the history the of feet? Yes. Holy That's, shit. Feet have had a long history. And I'm not the one who can tell you about that. You want to check in with Reggie. But the history of feet have had a long, long legacy of sucking. Again, I can't tell you about sucking feet. You'd have to check in with my boy. But I can't believe you're blowing him up for his foot thing in the fucking ad read. I'm just trying to tell people that Bombus <laughs> is here to keep your feet more than just cozy <coughs> because they've rethought about the little details to keep your, your socks, you know, keep your feet as comfortable as possible, nice and pristine, preserved, one might say, you know, because you never know when you'll need to reveal those feet. I don't know why, in, but in a whatever. Moment, perhaps. Yeah. So why, why? You know, you want your feet to be as comfortable and as nicely kept as possible. And what better way to keep your feet than to use uh, a good old pair of Bombus socks? Because you know, what have they done? They've 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 invented uh the they, they've gotten rid of the little seam. They've they've got the the, the shape that it's. It, confines and it keeps your foot in place you don't have to deal with any of that garbage where your 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 badly made socks that you got for christmas are ripping apart on your feet and your toes are sticking out they don't do that thing where the the the, the bottom side gets all shiny and flat and and and, and becomes a completely different texture i recently you know? had an experience in which i did a load of laundry and uh went through some socks and discovered like i really looked at it and i'm like how many of these socks are the socks that I wash and then put away and when I go to pick them out of the of the drawer I go no not these ones and reach further back for the softer ones and then only end up using those on emergency days there that you sucks go. it I does suck I should replace suck. those 
you want to you want to replace them with a cozy ass pair of Bombas socks. And hey, for every pair you purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Uh, generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting uh, through their nationwide network of 3,000 plus giving partners. So that's what's going on. And, um, you know, uh, we did mention it, but it's like, hey, you want your feet to feel good? You support the podcast? You enjoy what you're hearing? What's better? What's more cozy than this MP3 file and a pair of warm, cozy socks? Nothing. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombus.com slash superbeast. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash superbeast for 20% off your first purchase. Again, bombus.com slash superbeast. Thanks, Bombus. Thank you, Bombus. This is a very comfortable podcast. I don't know what people are talking about we're cozy this is cozy i'm feeling we're nice relaxed. we're cozy and and you know what i would even say we're sweet you know what else is sweet honey i i see i was gonna say that but i didn't know if that's what you were gonna say and i would have looked really stupid if i had said the wrong thing well it's a good thing you didn't look stupid you'd never want that to happen that'd be a bad thing but you'd never look stupid. In fact, you'd look really smart if you used Honey. Why? Because Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. It automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart when you're shopping at uh, your favorite sites like Targets or Sephora, Macy's, Walmart, Etsy, Papa John's, all kinds of all kinds of stores. And it makes uh, sh- online shopping feel as easy as it's supposed to be it's basically like getting free money it searches for all coupons on the internet before you check out and it applies them uh it takes a couple seconds and then you watch the prices drop so there you go be sweet be smart um honey's got over 18 million members uh over two billion uh dollars in savings have been doled out so that's a lot and they support uh, over 30,000 stores online. They're adding more every day. And it's got over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. So if you're not using it, it's like you're passing up. It's literally like you're passing up free money. You know, when I was a child, my mother would always do the thing every single week before we go to the grocery store. She would get her coupons. And that was like a ritual. And it took forever. Technology has simplified this process. The future is now. You no longer have to be old lady Pat cutting out with the with the scissors and Wait, holding my up the line. Was not old at the time. I was okay, a child well, in this scenario. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm painting. It's it's the it's the theater of the mind. I'm painting a picture of a, <laughs> of a line. <laughs> the uh, theater of the mind. A line is being held up. As a lady pulls out her scissors and starts cutting from the pages and telling the cashier, now just you wait, just you wait, almost got it, you know, because uh, she didn't cut the coupon out beforehand and she wasn't even sure when it was valid or not. But now she's holding up that line. We're pa- Stop it. We're past that. We're past that. That's the old timey days. We don't need that anymore. 
Now we live in that honey life. So, um, again, yes, not using honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and it installs in just a few seconds. Plus it's backed by PayPal. So you know it's reliable. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash superbeast. That's joinhoney.com slash superbeast. Thanks, honey. Thank you, honey. Last but not least, balls. All right, I'm listening. You've piqued my interest. Have I gotten your attention? Yeah, a little bit. Testicles. Mm Mm-hmm. You gotta shave them. You gotta keep them clean. How many times do we gotta tell you You don't have to shave them. (sighs) I mean, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to breathe. No, I mean, I'm saying I don't have to shave them. They're 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 fine as is. Well, it's weird. There's a lot actually. of things you don't have to do, but just because you don't have to do something, there's a that doesn't mean you shouldn't do things. There's things you should do. And what you should do is check out Manscaped because they're here to make sure that your balls are nice. You listen to a podcast, you get your balls nice. It's that simple. Podcast in the air, balls feel good. Why? Because you trimmed them. And you didn't get nicked or hurt in the process because the Manscaped Perfect Package stepped in, brought you the Perfect Package 3.0, actually. It's the number one recommended gift all year long with the Lawnmower 3.0, the waterproof cordless body trimmer. It's got a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. You want to groom up properly. Uh, it's got... It's a third-generation trimmer with a cutting-edge ceramic blade. Prevents accidents on any part of the body, Listen, including you really hate. Don't want accident, man. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, it can it can deal with the chest or the back, hairy hair, whatever you got to deal with. It can do that too. You know. So, um, you're 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 you're, you're talking about uh, the perfect package, perhaps even for what I don't know Father's Day. You know, something coming up. That would be a really awkward conversation between. Well, the me point and is, to perha- maybe don't have the conversation. You just kind of like, huh? And then it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And you don't need to have too much of an oh, acknowledgement. Yeah, coming up. Oh, yeah. It is coming up. And you know, if you were to present your dad with some sort of uh, Father's Day manscaped uh, uh, perfect package 3.0, then he would surely be like, hey, good looking out, kid, but we don't need to talk about this anymore because, you know, if we did, then you would have to think about the reasons why this would be useful for me and that goes down a road that no one needs to go down. There's only two people that can appreciate that that gift. One of them is your father. My dad's old as shit. I think this would have a di- the, like a... This would be thought of as a gag gift if I were to give it to him. Uh, well, you could always swing I it that way. I definitely know somebody I can give this to who would not think it was a gag gift and would appreciate it. Well, it w- it might appear as a gag gift, but then afterwards it's like, hey, you know what? Turns out it's a pretty handy gag gift. In I think fact, everybody has a, legitimately a who is who useful is more one. hair than man. I definitely have one of those friends. You don't need to have the conversation and you don't need to spend too much time thinking about why the day after Father's Day 
Your mom is in such a great mood. Oh, go. F- oh, man. Come on. We're trying to sell razors here, buddy. No, <laughs> not just a razor. We're trying to sell clean balls and the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, now featuring the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off free sh- and free shipping with code SUPERBEAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SUPERBEAST. It's it's dad bod season, so it's time to get smooth. Real smooth. Oh, man. Come on. There we go. <laughs> Wonderful. Jesus Christ. We're selling the fucking... We're selling the, the product, man. We're selling the fucking product. You listen to the podcast. It's just, a, it's just a, that was a weird direction to take it. Well, no, that is the that is the that is the direction that I have been instructed to take. <laughs> News. The ad reads like, please, uh, please make sure the audience knows how much better their mom can get dicked if they buy this product for their dad. I mean. It stops short of it, but you know, the implication is not not there. Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Profit. Let's read the news. Doom's okay to play again soon. Denuvo has been pulled from the PC version. Well, it will be anyway. Will be. Yeah, In fact, it's the not, day it's not pulled yet. The day after we talked about it, it was like, "Oh uh, yeah, that's gone." The complaining so, was enough. It certainly seemed to be, which uh, uh, is not a common occurrence from what I have heard. Usually, they just fucking denuvo it up for a while, right? So there was a there was a so the 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 core of it is they've said like, "Listen, we're probably going to put it back in at some point." But we're definitely going to make uh, uh, it possible for you to play all your campaign shit without having to deal with it. Yeah, if you missed and last week's podcast, we discussed that the Doom PC version added a really shitty anti-cheat system to uh, the to to itself. That is basically um, fucking uh, hitting your computer at a kernel level and should not be trusted because uh, fuck that. And, and there's a lot of a lot of nobody goofiness. bought this game. Uh, with the knowledge that this would happen. So it was super uncool. There was a lot of goofiness in the announcement because they also went on to say, it's like, it was not Bethesda's idea to put it in. It was our idea. It was ID's. Um, and uh, Denuvo isn't what broke the the Linux port. That was us. We screwed up something to do with VRAM and all this stuff. And some of those claims, at least were uh, examined by independent people and discovered that, yeah, no, th- this is a VRAM problem or, you know, whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, the instant that I saw that, and th- there's even a-, a weird part in it where they're like, some people think that it is because we're not happy with Denuvo, but we're very happy with Denuvo. Denuvo is very effective. And it's like, and it's just this massive thing of like, even if you're telling me the truth, your publisher and other developers have been so 
awful surrounding this kind of DRM garbage that you will never get a fair shake or like so a this is on pass one. This is this is what sucks is that like you know the inclination to give the dev the benefit of the doubt when they're in the hands of a, a, a shady publisher, a uh, evil, evil publisher. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's more than shady. It's pitch black. Um, is 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 like it, you know it it kind of disappears and it gets harder to fucking to stomach whenever you you get this type of thing and then they come out and 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 you know address it in this way and i mean look man um you know it, it, whether like is it possible that there is a off-screen sniper rifle pointed with a red dot totally Ed, you Even know if there isn't one is implied but if there isn't and you know i'm I, I you you definitely know that um how do i put this you definitely know i i know what it's like when you're like this is what it is and then everyone's like yeah i don't believe you and you're like but i'm telling you this is what it is and they're like yeah but we have a lot of reasons to not really believe you and you go ah but it's like yeah guys like you should have known from well before based on how denuvo has gone down in the past with other games uh, that like you'd be in for this kind of shit, and I, I, honestly, I, I would say that like, um, you would have absolved some of the impact if PC players knew about this upon purchase. Yeah, the secret there's release a, later is a fucking horseshit move. There's the element which is always funny because I've seen it a hundred times. And you're never able to get the truth ever. And it is a developer comes out and says, okay, this terrible decision that looks like a publisher decision is on us. Is definitely not the publisher. Yeah. It was totally us. And every time I see that, I'm like, why even bother saying it? No one will ever believe you because you're not allowed to say the opposite. Because the publisher will bring the hammer down on whoever the fuck is stupid enough to say it out loud. If it is true. Right? So even if it is real, the statement's pointless. No no one will ever believe you. And they shouldn't. Well, I mean, if it ever comes down to it, the, the point is that the story was straightened out, quote-unquote. And for future reference, if it ever comes up, it's like, well, no, they came out and they said it. That was them. It wasn't us. You know? So that's what it was. The story has been straightened out. Yeah. That's the point. That's the point of it. It's it's for the record, literally. <sighs> that that anchorman gif of uh, Will Ferrell smoking that cigarette and just going, "I don't, I don't believe, believe you." you is <laughs> don't is you. the most like clearly applicable statement to almost anything about any of this shit ever. Um, the reason why it's. Uh, part of the reason why it's hard to believe is because all you have to do is look at the previous game they made. Yeah. And then look at this, the difference between that thing and this thing. And the bloat. And then let's look at the other games that that publisher oversees. So, there is a precedent here. But, if we take it at face value and say, okay, so this was it and not Bethesda then, like, why would you make such a dumb decision? I, You know, like, how... How did the same people who made such a great, great game 
that ran really well also also make this decision. Hmm. I mean, it's not possible. People make stupid decisions all the time. Um, there was a thing this this week with uh, I don't know if it probably on uh, on the docket at all because it wouldn't go through your radar and it barely went through mine. But the a Terraria patch that came out that had some stupid bullshit in it. No, didn't catch that. So the long and short of it is that one developer on the Terraria patch uh, on the Terraria team decided to sneak in a massive change to the way drop rates work because he didn't like that people were using the wrong items in the wrong areas of the game and made it so that if you weren't using the right torches in the right areas, nothing would drop for you because he was like, I put all these torches in the game, people are going to use them, goddammit. Does Um, sneak in imply that this was done without the approval of the rest of the team? Nobody knew, and it was rolled back within like 18 hours. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> it was actually, actually like one guy. Yeah, and so what? It's the lead developer. It's still one guy. Wow. And as people are pointing out, it was not even in the patch notes. That That is snuck in. Um, One guy can do a lot of damage. Yeah. And also, what? I should point out, Terraria has been out for like a decade now, So, the, and this is like, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, people make stupid decisions, even on their own babies. One guy can put creepy fart fetishes in children's cartoons. All right. <laughs> or literally, I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure. Or self-insert uh, uh, himself to date a Powerpuff girl. Oh, there it is. There it is. You know. It's not great. It's not great out there. These streets streets are dangerous, man. <laughs> These streets are dangerous. Oh, wow. Speaking of people making stupid decisions with their babies, I literally just scrolled something past on Twitter in which a famous couple who named their baby some stupid, stupid horse shit literally updated the baby's name to be slightly dumber. So yeah, people make stupid decisions all the fucking time. De nouveau out. Soon. Eventually. Um And soon in the DLC, Doom Guy will kill a cool demon and the demon will start to fart in his face and Doom Guy will be like mm-hmm. Speaking of killing demons, did uh-huh. you see the photo of Gun Priest versus the Unbaptized? Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm on board with it. I've discussed the holy water firefighters before. We can we can get into this world where a priest loads up a literal water gun with holy water. And squirts the baby from six feet away. We were on this like three, four years ago, I feel like. Yeah. Super ahead of the curve. Super ahead of the curve. Did you know that if you're a good Catholic, 
the way that baptism works, that if you fucking load up a super soaker with baptism water and spray random people, that counts as them being baptized, and they're Catholic forever now. That shit's crazy. Fuck yeah. Willingly or unwillingly. Again, if we could make it rain, you know? If you can hit up one of those... uh Firefighting oh, so cloud seeders or whatever. Yeah, yeah. One of the or one of those firefighting helicopters, you know. And just as long as the source is blessed, everything shit's fucking crazy. Saved. Catholicism might be the only religion I can think of that you can literally turn to someone and touch them and go, "You're my religion now." No, too bad. Or I kill you, no, you know. No take backsies. Nope, no take backsies. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've, I've gone into the, like, I'm a fan of, of, of any time there's these little moments of like technicality that you can get through and get past. Anytime you can like bargain with a, a, a deity, you know, for what counts and what doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether we're talking about the, uh, the, the, the rope that covers areas of New York so that they're considered indoors so that uh, you don't break the Shabbat or whether we're talking about the, um, the indulgences that, oh, one, indulgences may, are so good. that one may purchase to uh, cover future sins. It's the greatest <laughs> racket ever, man. Uh, dude, it's strong. It's a strong hustle. Um, it was maximum, maximum, maximum scam maximum hustle at the same time it broke both bars oh it's good it's good um anyway and completely unrelated news uh you guys there's a kickstarter going around for uh vernal edge a character action pixel art platformer you guys can check this out if it That's suits Fertile your edge by Matthew Martinez. If it suits your fancy, you got some uh, style meters going on. There's a demo available right now. It's currently at uh, thirty or twenty nine k Canadian out of sixty nine uh, k Canadian asked with forty six backers and twenty three days to go. Oh wow! It's like it looks like dishwasher, but with an art style that isn't complete total garbage. So uh there is uh there's style meters. Um and uh yeah, there's some fa- some combo videos have been posted of some people doing some stylish stuff in this. So uh give it a give it a, give it a peep. Give it a peep, see what you think. Scroll yeah, through go. it. There's some stuff. So uh yeah, that's Vernal Edge on Kickstarter. Um and the word character action is in fact in the descriptor. So, Good. That's a good word. Cool, cool. Now, um, on the discussion of character action things, Bayonetta 3 has not been canceled. Even though it has been uh, 900 days since... 900 days. Since news. And the news was a, a CG trailer that was nothing. Well, they announced it exists. You know, like... How early is too early? I... Okay, obviously that trailer was released too early. That's fairly clear. However, 
I think it's really weak ass shit for uh, them to be silent on something for three years, and the general assumption is that the game is canceled. And all they have is, like, one of the devs, I think it was Kamiya, going, It's totally not canceled, dumbasses! And it's like, give people a fucking screenshot, man. The fact that that's not associated with, like, a single detail whatsoever. Like, I don't... Like, okay, it's not canceled, but I also don't believe that it won't eventually be canceled. Yeah, we've talked about stuff like this in the past, and I I tend to disagree with you guys there. Like, I'm not the kind of person where, like, there's a there's a t- countdown, and it's like, um, you know, uh, at a certain point, uh, like, I, I guess it depends, but it's like after a certain amount of time of silence, and you just go, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and I kind of I'm just like, well, what? Well, like, why wouldn't you just say, oh, yeah, we're not doing that anymore? Or, like, if there's no symbol or any sign of, like, you know, the, the fucking project dissolving, you see staffers leaving, there's usually these little things that people pay attention to where you'd see, like, oh, wait, what? That person who was heading well, up this game is no longer there? Then you can go, oh, okay, we have some bad signs here. This looks like it's not good. But if there's the literally way, just, like, nothing going on, then I'm just like, yeah, I mean, they're probably just hammering away I, at it with nothing to show. The way that I usually interpret it, that is that it's not canceled yet, but it will be. Hmm. Because it's stuck in dev hell. What are you? Yeah. So dev hell is definitely a clean assumption. Uh, I would say whenever you hear a lot of silence for a, 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 a long period of time compared to normal games, um, you can definitely assume that like you know it's like Kimia said things are going fine. So he came out and said like yeah, games are being worked on. It's fine. You know. Yeah, I can so, say all sorts of shit. Yeah, but you know the uh, I think it's I think when you see. A long time without anything. It's it's a reasonable assumption that you're like, ooh, they must have hit a speed bump, restarted somewhere, or something else happened that slowed things down. I mean, the, the Metroid or, guys at least had the decency to be like, yeah, we had to restart dev. Or, right, and this is like the other way things uh, the other way things slow down is um, things are fine. There are no problems, but the team had size had to change due to other projects. You yeah. know. There are times when it's like, yeah, we had to pull some people off to work on something else that needed uh, uh, urgent uh, attention, you know? And it's like, uh, you know, at no point did, like, this then, you know, um, um, hit a problem, but it certainly slows down as a result of, you know, it losing some horsepower. So it could be that. It could be, you know, like like Platinum working on multiple things and just pulling people off. It could just be one of those, like, uh, skeleton staff situations, but... You know, for whatever it's worth, Hideki Kamiya says Bayos 3 is happening, and it's fine. I'm sure they are working hard on it, but it the the fact that they have not shown off a single thing at all, even a little, mm. makes me think that the game is in a fucked up state. I and think shit um, is changing all over. I I, th- I think the general like industry sort of well not into an industry, but I guess more like the consumer time period of like what what's going on is about three years yeah um i think one of the funniest I think, I think examples can... of this uh in terms of me being wrong is that back when i still listen to the giant bomb cast there was an entire saga in which people were like yeah fortnite got canceled 
because Fortnite got announced as that building game that was just mm-hmm. like co-op, and it was d- like fucking dead to the world for like four years. It was mm. it was fucking gone, and they had people writing into their podcast going like, "Dude, I'm in the beta. The thing totally exists. They're just keeping it quiet, etc." Bro, and, but there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing that fucking was coming out. Titan, man. <laughs> like Blizzard and Project Titan was just one of the most dark things ever done in the entire history of video games. And to the degree that like even what we what came out of that is still not Titan. Yeah, Titan know? is what what taught me. Titan was the big one that taught me that's like don't trust the big secret game that everyone says is oh it's so se- well, Titan the, was so Titan also pissed me off, dude. I had people that would tell me anything and I would say Titan and I knew they knew something about Titan and they would look at me, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What's Titan? See, the other thing about is that, that a is video one- card? Yeah, well, well, one is you can't trust, like, the random shit, right? Because random shit fucking, it's not verified. And, and you can get caught up in a fucking wave of expectation that turns out to be a letdown when it never was confirmed to begin with. But then the other thing is, uh, there's two lessons. One, that's your first lesson from Titan. And then the second lesson you should get from Titan is uh, some companies, um, you know, will operate by announcing things and saying yeah we're working on this and then they go yeah we're we're out and we got nothing to say until it's done so Um, okay so i'm seeing people are like what the fuck are they talking about what's titan titan is what overwatch became uh so titan way back in the day and i mean way back i want to say like 2010 or some shit probably earlier uh some blizzard internal documentation leaked out which included a slide which is we're planning on this wow expansion we're planning on this starcraft expansion but all hands on deck for the biggest game we've ever made titan and it had a projected release date and uh it then became confirmed that titan did exist it was a real thing it wasn't just off the slide it's gonna be world of starcraft so what the fuck is titan what is it it's it and it and it and the one piece of information that came out was that Titan was going to be the MMO sequel in spirit to World of Warcraft, which would have made it the biggest game ever. Yeah, at the time, as WoW was in its stride. Yeah, just killing it. So what was it? Damn, some people might have been not alive. <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> a that lot happened. of things. Yeah, and then they took the shooter element. And split it off and turned it into Overwatch, which is why the Overwatch like Heroes. backstory and all that is such a fucking mess because it's literally one gameplay mode out of the giant MMO. Mm-hmm. And um, and there was a uh, yeah, there was that. Then there was a follow up story that was kind of like uh, Overwatch. Exactly, Overwatch is taking the original Titan idea that was going to have a whole like superhero like alternate life kind of thing going on and uh it just really pared it down to we're going to make a team based hero shooter you know and and it simplified a massive world that was crazy detailed and stuff but but uh what it showed you know obviously was that like yeah um sometimes some projects just y- you catch wind of it 
right? And if especially if it's the, the wind you catch is a leak as opposed to an official announcement. Yeah. Then you're on an artificial and, clock. And then you, you get have to stuff, remember that. Uh, then you get stuff that is so Atlas is the worst at this by far. So like SMT5 was announced at the same time as uh Bayonetta 3 and Atlas hasn't even come out and confirmed like I don't think they've literally ever said a single thing about that game ever. Yeah, about SMT5, yeah. Yeah, and uh I don't know if you remember what the original trailer for SMT Crossfire Emblem was. Yeah, it was flying artwork. It was flying artwork and some dank music and they definitely did not imply that it would be a fucking idol music game thing. A a, a spiritual fusion of the, that, that goes in a completely different direction now. Yeah. Certainly not. Um, but here's the other bit now, right? Obviously, for talking about all that. 2012. You know what was announced in 2012? Cyberpunk. That's, wow. Yeah. So CD Projekt doing things like that and just taking its time, you well, know. Here's the thing, and then and CD then ev- eventually they got to a to a point of like, hey, now we can show it to people and talk about it, which has been the last couple of years. But like twenty fucking twelve was when that uh, was announced. CD Projekt, I remember they announced that, and then they said, "Dude, we're not even done with Witcher Three yet. This thing hasn't even started dev. It's very far away." And the overall reception was then why are you talking about it yeah then what shut up so you know if 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 dev decides like announce projects so that people know what is happening but shut the fuck up until you got something to show i don't disagree with that philosophy um you do have to play a game of like you know, expectations, I suppose, with, with, with people that are like huge fans that are going to be following and listening to ear to the ground for any possible noise about something like Bayonetta. Uh, you know, and, and obviously sometimes announcing things and being like, yo, here it is. It's ready is super hot. You know, maybe there's behind the scenes things where like there's like, hey, we want to make sure we can secure funding or whatever the fuck. So, you know, you got to let people know in advance or investors know that, hey, this project is being worked on. All kinds of shit there. But yeah, yeah, I'd say about three years is is, is, is the amount of time that like fans tend to give a thing of silence uh, with silence before it's like, hey, what the fuck is like, going you know, on? So, you know, it's a little earlier, but it gets it gets more of a pass. Um, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of Elden Ring being announced. Mm. Um alongside shit all. Hmm. Yeah. Like, absolutely shit all. Bro, Beyond Good and Evil too. you know? And, like. yeah, I know. But and, but El- everyone's giving Elden Ring a pass, and so am I, because I think we're in that weird intergenerational thing where it's like, I think it's to be assumed that is a next-gen title. Hmm. Also, Grim. Also, Grim is working on it. So, uh... Oh, yeah, Metroid Prime 4, that's true. Hey, you know... Yeah, they, they totally restarted development on that halfway yeah. through and told people, which was nuts. If 
announcing a game is in development was just for the potential consumers to get excited for product, then um, I think we would see a much different approach. We'd see things that are a we'd see things resemble the movie industry a little bit more, which is like. You know, you hear whispers about a project in the early stages, but you never really get that hard confirmation. And then, like, um, it starts, it starts being announced and it starts really rolling when, like, the marketing engine is, is like gearing up for launch. Um, I think that, like, the fact that you have other ties and you have production costs and investors to deal with who need to know that, like, hey, your company is, worth keeping my money in and I want my returns and what are you doing Nintendo and all that fucking horseshit we heard with, with the, uh, the old Nintendo investor meetings means oh, that like yeah. sometimes you're going to catch announcements for things that are weirdly aimed at them and not necessarily you. So you got to keep that shit in mind as well. But yeah, um, I'm struggling against the urge to say something super crazy. <laughs> like, like well, every time we talk about this, it makes yeah. me, like, because like my internal mind wants to be like, why did you lie to me? No, 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 no. Oh. That's ridiculous. No, no, no. But <laughs> I'm like, just, I'm like, just like, why are you stealing money from me? Like, I'm like, I, mean, no, I can't even. <laughs> just, just like when you announce a game. Like, they should put a clock on the wall oh, yeah. of the okay. studio, mm -hmm. and when it hits 365 days with no news, yeah. the government should come in and cancel the game. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. And be like, you've you've wasted your... You shouldn't have announced it. We're now burning all yeah. your files. Because that's your personal... You person have to start over. That's your personal tolerance for it. That's, yes. that's how it's got to go, you yeah. You get one year. Yeah. So... Don't you dare tell me about day, it. On the 364th day, you must show one screenshot. Don't you dare <laughs> tell me about it until... Yeah. Dude, no, I don't think anything is more, like, just naturally gratifying and makes me want to buy a game more than hearing about it and seeing that it's cool and knowing that I can literally buy it. Right Let's away. Give it a month. Yeah. Like either that day or within a couple weeks. It it perspective or, or rather perception is a is a really magical thing. It, we talk about this every time, you know, about how it's like it really is just like fucking crazy how um someone can feel positively about something or negatively about something just based on when they found out the thing existed compared to when they get to touch it. So I think the ultimate, and I remember, uh, I remember Matt and I like screaming about this for like two years on the podcast was like the doom event where they showed off doom 26. They showed off doom 2016 and it looked bad. Uh, and that was hilarious. Cause prior to that, they had shown that gameplay off to QuakeCon. I think it was QuakeCon. Yeah, something, but it was hidden. And no one, and it was knew. hidden. Yeah, I remember that. And, it, yeah. and they were straight up coming out and being like, you are not allowed to look at it. No, shh, you should have gone to QuakeCon. Mm. And it was like, this is the worst first impression I could have of your game. 
Because instead of going, oh, wow, all the people at QuakeCon said it was so cool. Oh, gee, oh, wow. Right? Instead, I got, oh, man, this thing must suck ass. Which it's is not funny. for you. It's not for you. Which is funny because the game is awesome. Yeah. But it wasn't for you. You weren't there. Yeah. So. Shit was like, like what a terrible first impression. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um. In the meantime, like, Ninjala's like, yo, hey, check it out. It's Ninjala. I'm like, well, what's that? Oh, shit. Try it out next month. I'm like, fuck, down. Let's do it. You know? Like, Warframe is currently, and has been for about a year and a half, in a state of being fucked up. And they're starting to turn it around. But it's really nice that every week... They do a show and they're like, okay, we're working on this thing. It's a little fucked up. And they'll show you like the fucking busted beta version of the thing they're working on. Mm. And they'll talk to you about what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's cool. That's appreciated. I'm perhaps I'm just lucky that this is like my way of going about it. But it's like, I, I, like, I just, it, it, I, I'm excited for things that I know are coming, but I also kind of have a... They sit in another non-realm, uh, non-reality realm of like, well, this doesn't exist yet. It's not here. So I only can put so much towards that in terms of thought and energy and excitement even. Yeah. Because once it's out and it's here, then I'm like, well, now it's in my hands and I'm touching it. But... You know, this means that when I hear about Bayo 3, I'm like, cool, I would love another Bayonetta game. And then I continue living my life. And when that Bayo game comes, I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to be excited that it's here. But I definitely am not going to have an internal clock going down or it's going to, like, fucking create a negative for me. Because I'm I'm just like, well, yeah, I'd love more Bayonetta. If I'm not yeah, playing Bayonetta, I, I, I'd love more of another thing that I love. It I just very I, slowly moved over to i mean i'm not there yet but my main thing is like uh, i mean the story is kamiya goes on twitter and tells you that bayonetta 3 is definitely not canceled and all i can think of is if that's all you're gonna say then i don't want to hear anything from you at all right mm -hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that the game isn't canceled so that mm -hmm. you th make want me to think that it's not yeah. then show me anything yeah if he's getting it every day for the last three years, I can understand where the urge to say, hey, it's, it's oh, still... Oh, totally. I can understand why he would answer that way. As, you know, someone who gets asked things constantly and has, you know, like, it's like, hey, let's try to nip this question in the bud so that I can make it go like away the, for the, a while. The current reality yeah, I get I think it. of Bayonetta 3 is that I've been, I've been talking to people and apparently there is a new engine that Platinum is working on. That is a better engine that will hopefully port to PC a little better because holy shit, they're not good at it. Um, and that Bayo's alongside that, which is what's holding it up. If that was the case, hey Platinum, why don't you be like, hey, we're working on a new engine and do like a one of those videos that's like, hey, this is going to be the new Platinum engine. Doesn't it look shiny and not have anything from Bayo in it? Right? Just be like, Oh, Could we're be. working on more than you thought. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's the new thing that's for their a unique IP as well, for their um, 
their fucking superhero Ultraman thing. And yeah, you know, it could be certainly there are tons of infinite. There are infinite unknown reasons to explain why the timeline has worked out such that this is the case. Um, I think the one for maximum excitement would have been one where right now people are still asking for a Bayo three, but there's no word about it. But then it would have been an, a frustrating, like, well, what the fuck? Give us more. What are we going to do? You know, so there's that side I th- of the I coin. Think, I think they might be holding it off because um, when they show off Bayo 3, they need to have Tencent's approval to get, you know, the trailer out that shows that Bayo will also be joined by Misfortune and Jinx and Enri in Bayo 3, the League of, of Witches <laughs> Legends. Get get bullet witch in, <laughs> get bullet witch in there too. Bring her back. Yeah. Hey, um, I uh, yeah, I I feel as if well that yeah. So that I mean, listen, let's we might as well segue right there because, thank you. The next part of the story is uh that Tencent has been busy, and uh, currently they are working with. Platinum Games, we talked about that a little bit a while ago. So the other thing Kidmia had to say was, hey, here's our partnership with Tencent in a nutshell. Tencent says, we're going to help you with funds as per the contract. We will have no influence on the business, so use it freely to make a good Platinum IP game. Platinum Games says, okay. Tencent says, in return, you if you do make a good game and you want to make a mobile game for it, please prioritize us for its licensing. Platinum Games says, okay. That seems fine so far, even though I don't believe parts of it. Um, I mean, I would assume there's also the cut that you get for putting. Well, what I mean is, that you can say clearly. we promise not to influence you, and then you sign the contract, and the guy starts winking at you and nudging you in the ribs. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a difference between that and um, the South Park episode banned in China, where. Yeah. Stan's writing and like the general's leaning over his shoulder (laughs) and fucking editing his lyrics as he goes. So I, you know, there's, there's two ways to play this. Um, again, I listen, every story we've told so far today on the news, I'm not a fan of this is the story. This is what the developer says. I don't believe you. I fucking hate that. I know. It would be a lot easier if people in the business of business didn't lie constantly. I hear you. I hear you. I just, I'm not as, as. Oh, it sucks. I'm, I'm a lot more inclined. And, you know, I know that this is the, the, yeah, dumb, naive, woolly, but it's like, I've also been on the inside of the industry. So, like, you know, I'm not coming from out of nowhere. I can definitely tell you that there's a lot of times when um, there there are times when yeah people will lie constantly, boldface, and just not bat an eye at it. And there's other times when you know they'll be like, "No, this is what happened." And then someone's like, "I don't believe you," and you're like, "Well, I don't know what else to say to you if you don't believe what I just told you." But I just told you what happened. Um, the, the problem is that like these companies are being viewed uh, in terms of honesty or whatever as individuals and. For individuals, Wooly, if you were to say become Wooly the liar and give me a big, big, important lie once, yes. 
I'm never going to trust you again. Right? Right. So when a company, and I mean literally every company loves to do big lies, you can't trust any of them ever, ever, literally ever. Well, well, you see, that's an over-exaggeration to make the point, but what I was going to say is that what you have at all times is your track record. Yeah. You know, all you got in this life is your word and your balls. Well, yeah. in this case, your balls is your track record. Yeah. So this is what we can make a guesstimation based on. And then you can also operate with like, um, okay. If I, let, let's say it's like, okay, like, like, like it's the, it's the, the benefit of the doubt attitude where it's just like, I have my doubts, but let's pretend that this is what it is. Let's see if the future, um, like, uh, proves what you're saying to be true. Or let's see if we're given more reasons to so think. For example, that's Capcom's a good, untrustworthy. A good bet where Capcom had a period of constantly fucking up and lying like crazy, particularly around the cross tech and shit. Um, and then they had to spend multiple years totally nailing it to earn any goodwill back. And they did. Hmm. Meanwhile, Bethesda... Fucking Bethesda. Yeah. Or Konami. Christ. Right? Yeah. I mean, look... Fucking Jesus. When, you know, I, I mean, I... It sounds like Camille's just breaking it down as like frustrated and as t- he's, it sounds like he's bringing tired energy to his explanations. It does sound like that, as opposed to bringing like um, massage the truth, massage the situation to sound nicer energy. You know, um, is very much a stop asking me about this shit. This is what it is. Fuck off, <laughs> kind of energy which he consistently displays elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. Uh, but but yeah, that, that, that's all. It just it just occurred to me. I'm just like, yeah, every fucking story so far. I'm just like, okay, this is what it says, and then here comes the like, they're lying. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. to to quote you know. some guy in some song that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why you always lying? Why? I can tell you're lying because when you're replying, you stutter, 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 stutter. stutter. Don't stutter. Hey, Tencent had other things going on. (laughs) So you know what the funniest thing is? When you were talking earlier about like the news and you were like, I hate how everything I thought you were going to say technically has Tencent's fingers in it. Yeah. But instead you went a different direction. I did, but we're not done. Here we go. (laughs) Marvelous enters into Capital Business Alliance with Tencent subsidiary. In alliance with Image Frame Investment Limited, a wholly owned subsidiary of Chinese conglomerate Tencent Holdings. Image Frame, in- Image Frame Investment would spell about 7 billion yen to buy a 20% stake in the company. And Marvelous will use the funding to develop its existing intellectual property, such as Story of Seasons, into stronger brands as well as to launch new properties such as Damon X Machina at a global level over the next three years. They are spreading out and getting involved in 
everything that will have them. And See, th- Tencent's genius. And it's not because they're just they ain't stupid. Know, expanding and shit, right? Mm-hmm. The Chinese market for a while was seen as like a gold rush, right? Mm-hmm. And Tencent got really big off the explosion of like the Chinese middle class and the gold rush in terms of online gaming. Well, the embracing However, of, of uh, capitalist communism and right. like, exactly, the expanding of... How- However, just like retail, uh, not retail, base. just like, um, what's the land, right? Uh, what happens? Well, companies and individuals with tons of money in a country where that money can be fluid and fucked with by the government, you got to get that money out. So you end up with weird shit like, uh, you know, like half of all condos in Vancouver are bought by people who just want to get money out of China. <laughs> just get it out. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, and also Tencent is either state operated or partially owned or it's, whatever it's, the it's, fuck. It is, it's, CCP. it's like Huawei. It's like, it's CCP. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get in the situation where it's like, well, Tencent for money wise, like just straight up, hey, let's make some dollars. You can't rely on the Chinese gaming industry because, I mean, shit, take a look at uh, Christ a couple weeks ago. I don't think we even talked about it. Where China, after the the Hong Kong shit, was like, you know what? No talking online in video games. Nah. (laughs) Stop that. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right? And then they've had moments where, like, certain... Certain games or companies or genres or whatever just go, not, not allowed anymore. Not allowed. Just f- shut up. Right? That's a terrible thing to operate a business on. Right? When they can just go, nah, you're not doing that anymore. And you're like, really? And they're like, nah, you're not. So I mean that, get that, that o- money out. That umbrella momentum go got, got fucking combo broken. By a pandemic, you know. Yes, so, um, China's like fucking shadow counter. <laughs> yeah. So, Dink. hey, how about we invest oh, in countries in which? Combo. Sorry, we invest yeah. in companies that are yeah. in countries that their government won't shut down their businesses. Well, so uh, marvelous is now uh, in there, and I was going to say. You know, or I would have said, I was like, hey, it seems like, as you said, Tencent's not dumb. And they're getting their fingers in all the pies. And they are getting heavily involved with all of these Japanese companies to to, to, to get a cut of whatever they're doing. Right? Japan's the- got a big games business. Why don't we get a cut of their business? Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, they're getting involved and they're... they're, they're Mixing it up with all these Japanese games companies, and that's about all they're doing. But Isn't wait, SNK also involved. But wait, there's but more. SN, uh, SNK is bought by uh, a different company, but okay. yeah, but it's a Chinese company that that yes. Because mm-hmm. um, the thing is, Tencent also has subsidiaries that like have multiple names, so sometimes sure. you have to you have to track it back. But wait, there's more. But yes, wait, there's more. more. Systemshock3.com, now owned by Tencent, according to 
VGC, a web domain ownership switch from other side entertainment, the developer, has now switched over to Tencent. So, okay. System Shock 3 and System Shock 4.com are owned by Tencent. What does that mean? Huh? Well... <laughs> they I'll got tell you what, Wooly. They got the I websites. Long, I don't know how long you've been following this shit, but System Shock and the question of who the fuck owns System Shock yeah. has been like the dumbest series of questions and answers mm-hmm. for decades. Well, like at one point it, it, it came out when GOG was trying to re-release the game on fucking... Uh, uh, on GOG, it's like, oh yeah, some British insurance c- capital, like some b- venture capitalist asshole, they picked it up when the old company fell apart and they just g- grabbed it. It was like, it's fucking so stupid. Whatever System the case is, so stupid. Well, whatever the case may be with this website, I severely doubt that Tencent was just squatting and then said, oh, we'll grab it. They're not. Using it, take that domain from yeah. the devs. So, uh, ten cents in there, man. They're about to, yeah, they're about to fucking take a piece of the pie, man, on all continents at this rate. You know, there's a, there's a, Calypso song that goes cent, five cent, ten cent, dollar. So. Was that what it was about? Yeah. And then you thrust your hips out in a different direction for each uh-huh. lyric. So it'd uh-huh. be like cent, five cent, ten cent, dollar. And then you get to the chorus and it'd be like dollar, 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 dollar. And then you're like doing the big air hump. So. Does this mean Shodan will show up in League of Legends? Because <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, um, and all your other favorite um, Tencent properties. Man, no. Like, you can't get an investor becoming the six degrees of separation that bridges the universes. Like, you can definitely expect to see, you know, fucking crossovers in, like, Fate Grand Order and and little promotional bits here and there. Oh, Bayonetta and Dante both showed up in uh, whatever the fuck. But uh, to go full on Smash Brothers with it? Well, when they own all of it. Which is about a couple weeks from now. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Rock just told the Orochi to fuck off. I I don't know what kind yeah, of yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, never do mind. You know that Shingo is now canonically trained how to use the power of flames underneath John Cena. Never mind. Literally, like, I t- I take it all back. With- the Undertaker's music plays and scares uh, uh, whoever the fuck it was, uh, Athena and 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 Terry. 
you know, like, yeah, fuck it. Never mind. Never mind. Chang and Chang and Choi and, and, and Kim's team. That's it. I just like it. It Yeah. The Rock told the Orochi to fuck off. Of course. He doesn't care what his name is. Of course. It's all coming together. Um. Any other ten cent news? No, we can move off. We can move off of it for now. We can talk about um games that you know take a long time to develop Mm -hmm. by addressing the announcement that uh. Sega will be putting Sonic the Hedgehog games into longer dev cycles for quality reasons. It is astonishing that we're hearing about this now and not 13 and a half years ago. (laughs) So astonishing. The last time I heard an announcement like this, it was when the King of Fighters said, you know what? We're not doing this annual thing anymore. We're going to start making them good games that come out when they're ready. <laughs> and then they became really good games that came out when they were ready. You know, give or take one. Last last I heard that was Ubisoft with uh, the Assassin's Creed. Hey, there's another and- one. It was associated by a enormous jumping quality. <laughs> we had to hold our logs in for greater log length. Wow. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm 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 kind of astonished that like yeah, after all of this time, after all of these fucking absolute stinkers that you'd even bother this this late and not just like what like why like why even bother saying that yeah it's it's bad as opposed to just just making the good games and then going hey look we did some good games now it's it's especially baffling because like you know what a way better announcement would have been Hmm? it would have been like hey we sonic mania 2 we've actually decided to have shorter dev cycles um and uh fire everyone at Sega involved in Team Sonic and just give it to Christian Whitehead and the Sonic Mania team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Forever. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's like one of those things. It's like nice to know, but like you're doing this on the fucking, you know, 30th or 40th attempt at this point. And, uh, I don't know what it means to be a Sonic fan at this point in life. I'm a Sonic fan. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. There are some really good Sonic games. It's just that the, like, there are like actual three or four or five bad Sonic games per good one. It doesn't sound like you're sure. Maybe six bad ones per good one. Sonic 2, 
three knuckles mania maybe cd probably cd i just haven't played it spin balls all right uh you're just gonna you're just gonna you're just gonna drop trial and shit on rush like that rush is all right yeah does, does rush have a sequel there was a rush too i didn't hear about it but i assume that one was all right wasn't there yeah mean bean machines pretty okay Generations is by far the best of all of the 3D ones. Sonic is suffering. But man, there are some bad ones. And when they're bad, they're fucking bad, dude. Sonic is suffering. To be a Sonic fan is suffering. Sonic the Hedgehog is suffering. And, uh... Yeah, I I don't really know what to make of this kind of announcement except to say you should probably just put your head down and make the next good game and then put it out and then people will go good and then make some money and then you make the next one because that's how this go. Or alternatively, you can just give it to the fans <laughs> who are still making incredible projects and games amongst themselves. Hey, Willie, what's the name of that Sonic game that you played? Uh, Robo Blast 2. Okay, so of the of the Sonic fan games that I have personally encountered, mm-hmm. two are good. I have seen two. That's a 100% hit rate. You know what the best Sonic fan game is? What's that? Mania. Yeah. That was the second one. Oh, Sonic Dreams Collection as well. Yes. So that's three for three. That's three for three. Mm-hmm. Give it to them. And Sonic Dreams is like... Unrecognizable in terms of like Sonic gameplay. And it's still great. Um, this is the case when back in the day every year there used to be a new Sonic game and as a result of that there are a number of times because uh, that because of the rushed production schedule the quality of the games wouldn't quite be where they needed to be so a couple of years ago we actually said hey that's going to change we're going to put time into things that's going to mean you have to wait longer between trailers and announcements and stuff and we know that's kind of annoying sometimes really excited for what's to come but we can't say anything so thank you for being patient as soon as we have news to share with you we'll share it with you sock 06 had two years of dev time so so I assume they mean Sonic games will now have three years of dev time. So Sonic should have been doing what Bayo 3 is doing, and Bayo 3 yeah. should have been doing what Sonic is doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm on the wiki for Sonic 06? In 2010, Sega delisted Sonic the Hedgehog from retailers... 
following its decision to remove all Sonic games with below average Metacritic scores to increase the value of the brand. Its failure led to a rethinking of the series' direction. Yeah, that worked out great. Also, people's memories can't be delisted, dumbasses. Sonic is suffering. You can't you can't tear the memory of Sonic 06 out of people's minds. Suffering is Sonic. That's so stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> That's insane. You can't undo Sonic trying to bang that human girl. What's her name, Elise? <sighs> What a <laughs> oh boy! Um, all right, you have two paths to choose. Every all Sonic, right. every Sonic game from now on, canonically continues the trajectory set by Sonic Six. Okay, okay. Like story-wise, or like yes. Okay. Or uh-huh. every Sonic game is. From now on, classic style, 2D, but it runs on the Sonic 4 engine with the same jump. Can I get an option C, commit suicide? No. All right. Well. I mean, we're gonna bo- go, we're both gonna go of with, these. I'm going to go with 06. Both of these forks end in your untimely death, but I would rather pick one. see the. I would rather see the ugliest most horrific monster in the world rather than a slightly less horrible monster puppeting the skin of a loved one. Mm. No Shin Megami Tensei for you. No. Okay. The correct choice was death. Well, I tried that and you didn't let me. It was not allowed. That's correct. The safety net was deployed <laughs> from the top of the Foxconn building, and you're now being shoveled back into your fucking... Damn it. Into your decision. Damn it. Um, yeah. Because if they went, like, but also if they went, like, hard trash, like, that'd be fun in its own way. Well, yeah, but would they ever have the, you know, the awareness... And the balls to tank the brain. Like what if, like what if hard Elise as gave birth to like a a, a, a hedgehog human homunculus? I'm shocked that an attempt to make a game in the movie world was not capitalized upon. Astonishing, isn't it? After didn't didn't even try. After Sonic Boom came and existed in both game and and show form. It's crazy that they didn't even try. Didn't even try. Yeah. yeah. And the movie was good. Yeah. Like, like it's not the best movie in the world, but like, it was, yeah, it's a, it's a good, fun movie. They could have so, totally had a really good movie tie-in. So then in the, in the future, when you do the future version of um, Forces, where you basically do, um, you do the, the, the Forever Red of Sonics, and you can get Boom, Movie... 
adventure and fat all together. Sancho. Uh, you can get IDW comic, uh, Archie comic. You can get the Pixel Sonic from uh, Super Mario Bros. Z. All of them. Everybody, all the warriors. And then that Play really. God damn it! Play God damn it! And then that really creepy photoshopped. Uh, Plague of Gripes coming in to say that at least you have to feed our six hedgehog babies with your multiple teats. Three have already died. (laughs) Hey, where do you fall on the sonic blinking preference? What do you mean? Do you want the eyebrow shape to flatten? Do you want the eye shape to flatten? Or do you want there to be a secret flesh lid that comes I'm, in. I'm fine with the internal lid. The internal lid? Yeah. I I used to be um, not on board with that, and now that I've had a cat for multiple years and have discovered that cats have an internal eyelid, I'm. It's like, oh, okay. The the mania animations sold me on the uh, the the full shape. Uh, the um the the eye I mean, sh- if you're telling the me eye shape flattening that. Everything should just be like mania. I'm I'm just gonna listen to that because that's good, isn't it? Good. Isn't it wild that like the design of the character is such that like we have to discuss the fucking mono eye and the weirdness of how this creature even exists because it only was meant to be seen from one angle. Don't worry about it. It's like when Homer turned his head to look at you. And you're like, uh, okay. I guess that's how that looks now. Oh, yeah, straight on. Straight on Simpsons characters. Goddamn awful. Never meant to be seen. Never meant to be seen. But they had to do it. Don't want to do it. Don't like it. Okay. Um, Rumor, rumor. Rumor mill churn. Capcom reportedly working on Code Veronica. It's unconfirmed. It's a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. Says it probably won't be arriving anytime soon. But they might be going that way. Who knows? Might be bullshit. Might not be bullshit. I'm going to really carefully say that if that were to happen... I would be legitimately really surprised. Okay. We'll leave it there. Whereas the other Capcom rumor mills, such as 4 or Mm -hmm. 8, I was not surprised at all. Hmm. Yep. We are... Um... Yeah, we could, it could go either way. I would personally, uh, it would be interesting. We, I mean, it's been touched. We touched on this a little bit before, but it'd be interesting to see them going through and correcting all the things you said were bad about CV. CV is crazy because, like, I, I they would have to like redo the whole thing from top to bottom because, mm-hmm. like, the, not even the the locations are interesting. So, like, you know how in, in, in the other ones, it's like, oh, hey, it's that cool area. It's that cool room, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
fucking top to bottom scrap it. The best thing about CV is its terrible story because it's crazy. It's so fucking weird. Um, but you, so you do that. But I mean, it can, anything can be touched up. Uh, RE3 already set the precedent for like, uh, let's just just do a whole new game in the same area, technically. Yeah. So if they did that, it could work, but... Also, 4 is guaranteed money. Gangbusters. Yeah. 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 3 is a little bit less than that, but it's still money. You know? I feel so bad for the people working on 4, because, man, that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot. Like, mm-hmm. it is, it is. But you know, the template has been established. Yeah, Expectations one, good and one not as successful. Made in a shorter period of time. Much shorter period. Yeah, give it the time. You know, but the expectations. I bet the, fa- I bet the fact that we were we're hearing little snippets of rumors about mm-hmm. four. But like shit about eight is just coming out. Well, I, I, what I would four is very far. <laughs> well, that what I was gonna say is that like whatever the fuck that team is up to, right? Like, if anything, the real sweat is probably on the the village people, who are like, yeah. yo, we gotta fucking bring it with a whole new entry uh, after seven. Mm-hmm. Um. And and you know they're they're paving the, the the pathway forward, while the team that's working on the remakes is trying to erase history, <laughs> a couple games back, you know who will catch up to whom. Can we rewrite time? By the time you create new history, you're working I, on a dead timeline. I have a sneaking suspicion that Capcom's gonna do them all, all the numbered. Like five and six too. Do you think? And if I were inside that office, I would say to myself, you know what would be really cool? If we put out a Resident Evil 5 that was Resident Evil 5 version 1 that wasn't co-op and had the God Hand stuff in it. That would be fucking cool. Do you think um, the 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 vibe is weird when we hard cut to like ten years from now when we literally have two Resident Evil teams that are literally just one team is creating and continuing to stretch a dead universe as the other is catching up and trying to redo everything. <laughs> So hey, here here's when it's hey, here's when it's gonna get super weird. Mm. So say they say they replace RE6, remake it, make it shorter and gooder, and then we're at RE like nine or ten, mm-hmm. right, with the new stuff. And then the discussion is like, are are they gonna do seven? Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So the team, the team that just made seven looking back going, wait, but 
wait, no, wait. <laughs> and, you know, that the, the future team, the current timeline team is Tony Jaw climbing the, the raid tower and the fucking machete squad, <laughs> the machete yeah. coming, killing everyone behind but, him is the remake team just massacring all that is left behind. But here's where it's going to get really wild, right? Because that's the question one. Like, gosh, should we do seven? <laughs> and then somebody puts their hand up and goes, no. Let's do one again. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> and, and it's like, wait, guys, guys, guys. Ha- Dude. No, I would, stop. I would, I would love, I would love the remake team to finish six <laughs> and start seven. And then the, the team that's working on, 11 is like w- stop what are you doing and capcom's <laughs> like we can't stop them <laughs> they will catch up it, reconvergence it is, must the, occur the development of the remake series went from a miracle to dude are you just gonna completely redo <laughs> 15 years of development history <laughs> we, we we will consume all and cleanse the timeline Cause like yeah, uh, there's in in RE uh, RE two wait RE one two three and uh, CVX as well as Umbrella Chronicles are all like we have to take down Umbrella, and in Umbrella Chronicles they take down Umbrella, which is a weird side game that the single most important thing in the series happens in, and so it's like is there gonna be like Resident Evil? Umbrella Chronicles is that gonna get it? The only but as a real game, <laughs> the only rest that the original team has is the little stop gaps like Code Veronica and 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 all the other side games where the remake team has to stop and go deal with that shit. Otherwise, There's they will pursue. <laughs> There's they a will, lot of side games to slow them down. They will pursue with the absolute relentless uh, 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 fucking demon energy to rewrite reality. They're coming. Not unlike Mr. X. <laughs> They're coming. But a side game will distract them for a minute to be like, fuck, okay, we gotta go do Code Veronica. And it's like, okay, we can breathe for a minute. We can make a break for it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get another two games ahead if we can. <laughs> so they did, uh, they, they had a dev interview about RE3 a little bit ago Yep, that really shows off their desire to really really get this ball rolling which is uh, when i was playing re3 remake so nemesis is a tyrant that has a weird parasite in it mm-hmm. and when you get into one of his boss fights and you shoot him a bunch a super gross las plaga style parasite comes out which never happened in the original mm-hmm and I was like, that looks like a fucking Las Plagas. And then in an interview, they're like, yeah, we really thought it would be cool if the the NE Alpha Parasite was actually Umbrella France's attempt to create a synthetic form of the Las Plagas Parasite that they found in Europe. And I'm like, oh, they're totally just, they're they're putting like a really strong through line so that when you get to RE4, you can explain why the enemies work like this and Which all that shit. Which is an improvement as a retcon? Kind of. I don't know. As somebody who knows it makes it a little less out of nowhere. Storylines, they're terrible. They're yeah. super awful. It makes it a little less out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Which kind of sucks, though, because, like, 
RE4's best thing was that it was out of nowhere. That it was not a zombie. Right. Um, but yeah, rumors. Rumors, rumors, rumors. And lastly, let us just give a quick heads up and shout out that on June 9th, Fight On, the Killer Instinct story, will be released, uh, which is the KI documentary that Hold what incredible ba- timing. Hold Back to Block has been working on. So Esteban's out there. He put out a trailer today. You can check it out. What a great name. What a fucking great name, dude. Solid. Fight to Block, dude. No, no, no. Not Hold Back to Block. The name well, of the That's do- also fantastic. It's a great name. It's a great name. Yeah. But the document, the unnamed, un- the unnamed uh, KI documentary now has a name, and the name is Fight On, which is what the announcer says in the game when you're about to match fight. But it also is like, you know, you can, you're still alive, you're fighting on. So it implies that you're, yeah, it's good. It's good. Perfect timing. Like you said, perfect timing. Um, FGC karma is coming true in 2020. It's nice. Shall we read some letters? Yeah, let's read some letters. As, uh, as, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Nicholas Pickles would say, it's letter time. It's letter time. Okay. Dear Castle Super Beast. <sighs> Willie, do you want to talk about this Snyder Cut shit? Dear Castle Super Beast. Thank you. Why are people convinced that a new cut of a movie by, a, by the maker of Batman v Superman and fucking Sucker Punch will suddenly somehow be a good movie. Because they're DC fanboys, I guess. Who would yell that the movie's great, it's great, you're just stupid. But also, the only reason the movie sucks is because the studio ruined it. Joss Whedon, but taking, it's Joss Whedon took over, and 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 yeah, clearly, he, he clearly. So I, reshoots I, with, I only, with different actors is 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 what I caught. I, I I have two things to say about the Snyder Cut. One, that movie sucks, and I don't think an extra hour of footage can save it because it sucks. And two, the release the Snyder Cut shit was always hilarious, and it's double hilarious now. Because when they're like, okay, we're going to release the Snyder Cut with big air quotes, mm-hmm. it comes with the caveat of after we film it because the y- cut never existed. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I – like, Like the sad part about this is um, release the Snyder Cut is a bigger meme than the actual groundswell of any of their movies. Perhaps with the exception of Wonder Woman 1. So, which was apparently quite good for the first two thirds. Okay. So, um, excellent movie. If you walk out at, <laughs> if you walk out, I've, I've, at, I know at, what at, you're talking at, about. And I, I thought it was two bad. hour and maybe I don't know, like at the at the one hour and forty five minute mark or whatever. <laughs> like there is a walkout point where if you leave the theater now, this movie is awesome. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so, um, the release the Snyder Cut is a bigger meme than anything else going on 
right? Like that and clips of the Harley Quinn cartoon are currently all they've got going on. So, you know, uh, why not embrace it by literally, quote unquote, releasing the Snyder Cut by filming it with different actors? And then maybe you get a shot at a, you know, capitalizing on what's going on there. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you're right. Shazam was okay, but no one's talking about Shazam. It was one of those sleeper hits, you know? It was, uh, it was, it was a, 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 a breath in the wind. Like it just, it's, oh, that was, ah, and there it went. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's what it's meant to be. It's fucking Shazam, you know? But anyway, I, I don't even want to fucking go it like, enough. Shit's garbage. Why are we even, you know? Fully. Your Marvel bias is showing. My Marvel bias is showing. It's 2020. It's current year. And we're still talking about. I think that saying that is really funny. Yeah. I think people accusing me of a Marvel bias when I hate comic books might be my favorite thing ever. Yeah. I hate comic books. The only thing I hate more than comic books is Superman. My trash movie bias but, is showing. But that's because we have to kill him. I think I like Lex Luthor more than anything Marvel's got. I was waiting for you to respond to that <laughs> because I am sure you saw that post of Lex seeing Superman as evil and probably identifying yeah. with it. So, that's what Superman looks like. Yeah. What, you guys don't see that? He actually does... He's gotta go. He actually does... Like, I, I talked about it a week or two ago about <laughs> in Kingdom Come where he actually looks that fucking evil for a moment, but... um, the, the Of course, it's like, hey, which version of Lex are you talking about, right? We're not to get, not, not to get into it, but depends on who takes the... the whoever takes the, a stab at it will come up with, like, Lex is a misunderstood character. Um, he's really just... And then it's like, insert your... Your reason. It's no, like he- my, my favorite version of Lex is the guy who says, if not for Superman, I could save the world. Mm-hmm. And Soups responds with, dude, you could have done that already if you cared. Right. There's that version. Yeah. There's the version There's the version of where it's like, oh, he would. He is a good person. He just doesn't trust the, the, the gods, you know? No, and, that's... Uh, no, fuck which, that. Exactly. That well, a, that's... Uh, you know. uh, that he's a prideful, spiteful bitch that yeah. thinks he would be a hero if he wasn't... If if the 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 obsession of his pride wasn't there, and then you know, and then you've got your 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 fucking uh, your, your Smallville version, you know. So, where did Superman make him bald in that? <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> like I, 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 it, I feel, I feel like in my brain after fucking like eighty five <laughs> seasons of Smallville, for some reason yeah. I keep thinking about it like the arm in Hot Tub Time Machine, where there were yeah. multiple episodes where Lex had hair, and then there was a per, a, a moment of accidental maybe oops he might lose it all. <laughs> You know, I feel like a, I people, feel like people are saying that yes, yeah, Superman totally yeah. got got made bald, and like, oh, there's an origin. I feel like I a, lost my hair. I'm gonna get you. I feel like a series, like like Smallville was a series of close calls where Lex gets his hair slightly burnt a little bit more each time. 
That's <laughs> all I fucking. Superman uh, flies by and and his his toupee falls off and he's like ah Superman and that's it dude I like the fucking I'll tell you what though I'll, I'll I'll be real you know everybody like all this you know what DC has a fucking almost like unassailable market on that no that they refuse to do ever give me a fucking golden age Batman Superman movie. Mm. Where they're like Jimmy Olsen and Aquaman are fucking dying in the desert, and Batman and Superman have the water and they're pouring it into the sand, mm-hmm. and they're they're they Lois is in space and Superman is like snapping her air supply, super dickery. So that oh no, super like, dickery. Yeah, you you're those looking, would be great. You're looking for super dickery. I'm looking. Yeah, would that come on? That'd be great. Um, that's Silver Age. Okay, I'm not super familiar, but well, yeah, you know, do it, do it. Ah, oh, fuck. Henry Cavill is there, looking at like Black Lois Lane walk out of the the machine. <laughs> I mean, like the, the the way to roll with it would be to like put it somehow within. Something like the Harley Quinn animated show where they just don't give a shit. No, I want live action. I want it big budget. Big budget. Okay. Okay. Well. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you could always, you could always, uh, 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 you know, replace some fucking the the Ruby Rose Batwoman series. This is a bit uh, off, co- off off topic, but did you see everybody hating on Robert Patterson because he doesn't want to work out? No, I didn't see that. So Robert Patterson is going to be Batman, mm-hmm. and the movie studio and his personal trainer is like, dude, you got to work out for the Batman, and he's like, I don't want to. You can't make me. <laughs> I didn't hear and, that. Didn't and hear people that. are super, super mad at him. And somebody pointed out that it's like, yeah, Robert Pat- Pattinson is going to be the worst Batman ever by portraying a self, by becoming a self-absorbed eccentric millionaire <laughs> hiding in his mansion. Did uh, what did, a what a terrible Batman that that actor would make? Did you hear about the um, the Batwoman show? I did not. Well, there's a Batwoman show starring Ruby Rose. It finished the season. And then they're like, how about more seasons? And then she was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and she just, <laughs> and she just fucking pieced. And they're like, okay, well, we're, we're looking to replace our Batwoman because she's gone. <laughs> she just pieced out. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking, fucking. Wow, DC's killing it. Walked off the, wow. s- walked off the set like T-Hawk. You know, in, in the fucking d- live I'm action done. Street Fighter. Oh, apparently she almost died during the show. Well, there you go. Good reason. Good reason. Peaced the fuck out. Yep. Yep. So almost dying then. Not just the performance and the actual quality of the show itself. All right. Well, also, if you're going to almost die, it better be for a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not quite uh, Kill Bill. You're filming here. Not quite, uh, you know, yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, good job, guys. Awesome. Jesus. <sighs> okay. Well, we're taking some letters. Okay, we're taking some real letters now. If you want to send in a real letter, and by a real letter I mean uh, email, you can send it to castlesuperbeastmail at gmail.com. Rip Cassandra Kane. Castlesuperbeastmail at gmail.com. What do we got in terms of real emails? Aaron says, Dear Super Capsule. Dear Castle Super Beast, premium membership event pass plus here. I'm currently going through Soul Calibers. Fours, uh, uh, excuse me, sixes, Libra of Souls mode, and I have come up with a side mission uh, that's supposed to help you level up your character, or rather, I've come to a side mission help you to help you level up your character. Um, I've been met with nothing but rage. It's been I've broken down <laughs> uh, as to even using a mercenary, which is an AI-controlled character that'll fight till they die. I've noticed that during two NPC fights, the enemy NPC is significantly less aggressive and hard-hitting. Um, yada, yada, yada. It's super frustrating. Um, I've never been into the fighting game scene, uh, but I, uh, I'm not exactly the best at them, but I still enjoy playing if they have a story mode and some kind of, uh, customization or such. But this mission reminds me of why I never got into fighting games, especially Soul Calibur, since I've always had a hard time understanding what I'm doing, uh, even with practice. Uh, so my question is, what's a series or genre you undeniably get frustrated at on some sort of level, but find enough enjoyment to make you continue playing even with the bullshit done your way? Uh, Warzone slash Battle Royale is a really good example because uh, I get super pissed at that. And I also sweat when I play Battle Royale games and it sucks, but it's fun. I don't have what it takes to handle a uh, high APM RTS game. It's not within me. Uh, but I, I love the idea. You know, I, I, I the, the reason why I know anything about StarCraft and went through that campaign and, uh, you know, back in the day was because I thought it was fucking rad. Uh, but boy, am I not great at unit mouse controlling stuff. Um, ex- exceptionally poor at that. I mean, fuck, first person shooters too. Really, when you think about I it. I mean, and I'm and really, I'm, I think the f- funniest thing in the world about that is that that is an incredibly common sentiment, hmm. which led to, hey, you know, it'd be a lot easier. Controlling just one character. Just one guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they introduced that first by saying, control one guy as the leader of this your party while you continue to play this RTS. Yeah. Warcraft 3 Heroes. Um, which, ironically enough, led to a genre that has way more frustration mm. in it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Warcraft 3 was the beginning of the end for me. When I just realized I was in over my head. Dude, I think Warcraft 3 is tons of fun, but I find like controlling the hero and the units to be impossible. I couldn't. It broke me. It broke me on the genre. And it was also the realization that like this, though, is, you know, genres get more complex as you go. So this is where people that are like playing these games are taking it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking... 
<laughs> that that that's the that's the hyper fighting like that's the marvel you know that left me in the dust of of rts games for sure um it was it was it was a rough time on my brain um i i, I can i love turn-based though you know <laughs> like when the yeah. pr- i'm a i'm a fucking scrub so when the, the, the when the pressure's off i can i'll eat up some some uh fucking into the breach and 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 some fallen haven and and you know that's that's it's partial partially what's why i love into the breach and 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 and, and um uh front mission and fucking uh, uh advanced wars and shit like that like a ton you know way way better at dealing with that we got plague coming in with an assist to say that there are two types of rts players real players in quotes who micro and base builders who like pretty bases and big armies. It's why the genre has fallen apart. I think he's dead on with that, considering we have MOBAs now, which is all micro, and I've been playing fucking Total War over the past week, which is all big armies, and you can pause the game if you want a micro. Hey, speaking of, um, you know, like min- like like minimizing the, the, the focus... You ever you ever play um Commandos? Yes, I played Commandos 1 on a demo disc back in like 96. Wasn't that the shit? It what, was pretty cool. When it was just a crew and you had your units and each unit was like the specialist in their thing, they're all characters. And then it was you pretty just cool. Yeah. I remember being like, "Oh yeah, I can do this." <laughs> like, I can do it without the base. I can grab a couple of units and roll with it. Commandos was fun. Commandos was a lot of fun. I remember back in the old CNC days where like who cares about micro and like the only thing that mattered is like, yeah, the the intrinsics of the battle don't matter. All that matters is that you're making more tanks per second than the other guy is. Mm. And you will eventually win. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back in the good old days in '95, there's there's also something that is um like there's something about like the first person perspective in a in a game that like uh doesn't sit well with me. And this is not just the movement thing that I talked about. And this is not this is not that. This is more about like um getting my bearings and like judging a distance and things like that. Like, I feel like, um, the camera placement is like limiting me compared to like in third person. And it's, Mm. it's, and it's, and it's all on me, but it leads to a level of like, like wanting to have more view than I have. And it's not just the FOV. It's, it's the per, it's the perspective of the thing. And I go like, yeah, that's, uh, that's that's on that's a me thing. That's a super a me thing. But it is it is going to exist in every first person game I play for sure. Is a little bit of that like, well, just you just got to get used to this, you know. Um, every once in a while, you get games where the con- the conceptual execution of of what's going on oh, outshines everything else happening that otherwise would uh, bother me about it. And I think you know Mirror's Edge and Metroid Prime. Are great examples of that. Uh, Titanfall, you know, of course. Every time I've talked about like these, these great first-person shooters, and I'm like, yo, I fucking, I can dig this. Um, it's because what's going on is is like so much cooler. So to answer this guy's question, you know, I think there's a lot of FPSs that I, uh, I'm like, I'm so drawn to what's going on outside of like what would bug me here that like it's it's fucking it works, you know. I was watching a there's a 
fucking 25 minute video of here's Overwatch in third person. Here's every hero. Here's what the game would look like. And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just watched the whole, I just sat and watched it, dude. I sat and watched it and I was like, yep, that's, that's how that looks. <laughs> looks pretty fucking cool. But, you know? It, it was it was a it was a nice video. It was 24 minutes of Overwatch in third person, and I liked it. <laughs> it, it there was moments where things kind of didn't work. Obviously, when you pull a junk rat super alt off, the camera doesn't follow him. That that's that's a bad. And when you're playing Widowmaker, you need a fucking sniper scope. So come on. But um, also, how are you supposed to play the game when you're playing as Widowmaker and her ass covers most of the screen? What are you to do about that ass? I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah. So that's that's it, though. You know that that is a thing. That is a thing. But like I said, sometimes, despite myself, despite my own stupid shit, I uh, the idea is the what's going on in the game is cool enough, you know, and and, and it and it sells me anyway. I, I've been I've had a long history of like this game looks cool. I hate it. And just like bashing my head against it until I either know for sure that I hate it or break through to at least some enjoyment. The one I, I mean, I did that with Warhammer over the past. I, I had 32 hours played in Warhammer before I enjoyed it once, which is way more of a, a go than I would recommend to anybody. But like, there's a lot of cool shit out there that sucks. For me, and I want to enjoy it, but I'm wrong. It sucks. Overwatch in third person is a really good example because you, 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 be... you pulled it up. No, no, I, I didn't even, but I should, right? Because it's like you know, your skins would matter a lot more. Oh yeah, they would. <laughs> if you could actually fucking see them, yeah, they would, dude. Like something about just seeing Lucio. Just skating around and jumping off the walls and shit. And I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> but I, I, I sealed, I, I, I sealed that, that part of me oh, away. Oh, that looks really good. I sealed that part of me away. You know, that looks really good. I closed my heart to it a long time ago. I understand. Oh, you just opened my heart to it. I hate this. Oh, I would way rather have played this. Dude, the last time I brought this up, I got super turbo shat on. High key. Was I there? Uh, I don't remember. Pro- possibly. It, it might have been a podcast discussion. Remember. But I talked about the, the idea of the third person Overwatch thing. And I remember everyone was just like, fuck off, Wooly. It doesn't need to be for you. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. But there's, you can see your character. There's this video, and I'm watching this video where you're using all these heroes and you're doing their shit, and I'm like, dear God, I love this so much more than what we have. And you can see them. But, you know, it's me. It's me. This looks like Unreal Championship. Skip ahead. Unreal Championship. Skip ahead. Yeah. Skip ahead. Look at some, look at, look at fucking, look at some of those I'm characters. Look at Genji. Look at Genji. Looks like Unreal Championship. Yeah. You know, I mean, Reinhardt's doing it a lot of the time anyway, but, like, just everyone else, you know? I'd have a way easier time hitting that Genji super <laughs> if I could see where I am. It's just, it just looks like a better game. But 
whatever. I don't want to have this argument again, you know? Wait, is that what Paladins is? I mean, even, even, like, even, like, just, you go look at, like, like little, little things, like, you know, fucking Tracer running around and zip-zap-zooping, you know? And you're like, yeah, you're just seeing her blinking and her teleporting and all those cool little trails that she has and the visual shit that she's doing that looks cool a lot of the time. You get to appreciate that as you do it. Oh, that's what Smite is. Smite is your third-person mober. You know, there's, um... There's a little... There's, shot, there's like, Doom Fist doing his fucking Shoryuken into Rush Punch combos and stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you can, you can see it! <laughs> you can see him hit the guy in an uppercut and then charge the Rush Punch and follow it up. And it looks cool because I saw it happen. But anyway. Nah, MOBAs aren't, uh, aren't third-person guys. Most MOBAs are fourth-person. They're an omniscient view. Yeah. The smite shit, that's a third-person. That's behind the back. Just learn to FPS, Willie. Yeah, no, that's the that's it. Just oversimplify the I entire mean, he's, discussion. He's that's playing it. Fucking Doom Eternal. <laughs> just, right now. Like, no, 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 no. Just learn to F, just learn to FPS. That's the point of the discussion. Like, <laughs> that's it. Just just boil the whole thing down. The whole thought just comes down to like, nah. Just learn what exists, dude. Stop. Sh- shut up. <laughs> like, okay, totally, dude. Right on. Nailed it. That's the sentiment. Why don't they just make <sighs> one of these big cool games mm-hmm. and I, okay, hold on. Yep. What if they make like a third person yep. like shooter melee game with a lot of cool different characters <clears throat> and there's like objectives on the map and it's kind of like a MOBA but not really and it has a really killer rap soundtrack and um, it's character action-y and we can get Platinum to make it. Guilty Gear 2 Overture. Gotcha. And it can be called something like Guilty Big Gear Chaos. 2 Overture. Got it. Uh, or or like... Uh, or like... It can teach you about the origins of Valentine. And like the and Anarchy Kings. You can learn about I, that man. Asuka R. Cruz. And about what we do. And what we can learn from the backyard. Totally. Guilty Gear must have the most amount of untranslatable garbage that sounds like shit in English I can think of in any Japanese thing ever. That man is the is the worst. It's the actual worst ever. Grand Viper Night Raid Vortex. It's the new name of the move. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's got a name, though. He's been named. We know his name. I said it. Yeah, well... I, yeah, but... I mean, I played all through all the Guilty Gear XX story modes, and I didn't see that name. Did you? I saw... Are you sure you that did? That man in, in quotes. Uh, did you do the new stuff? Which new stuff? Like, Exert and Exert. No, I said XX. Oh, yeah. Well, they, you had to you had to hit the uh, you had to hit the rest of it to get to the uh, the truth. There were like six of those. Uh, Exert story mode and Rev two are the uh, the parts where it goes into the. Uh, I was already out. The truth. Tell me the guy's name. Aska R. 
Cruz. No, I meant I was talking to the game in the past. Yeah. Well. At least it's not like Joey. Like if his name was Joey. Fuck. Do you want some fucked up spoilers? Yeah, fuck it. For the Guilty Gear lore? Yeah, hit me. Hit me right now. That man? Uh Uh-huh. Not even that bad of a guy. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Dude, that sucks. He was doing it for other reasons. I don't care. 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 Yep. I hate it. That man was up to some other shit. Yep. A little bit of that Atachi going on. I don't think anything... Hey... You want to talk at fucked up spoilers? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk to you careful. about the worst villain heel turn ever in a game that I no longer play, but I will occasionally keep up on because everybody in my Discord starts laughing their ass off because it's so terrible. Let's talk about Warcraft. Hey, you know who's really bad? The demons. They're bad. Oh, man. And the kingest of the demons, oh, Sargeras, the evil titan, oh, he's so bad, oh, he's so evil, oh, man, he's gonna, he's gonna kill all the, he's gonna kill the planet, oh, my god, that dude's an asshole, holy shit. So you take from Warcraft 1 onwards to, like, two years ago, I'm talking 25 years more, oh, man, Sargeras is the biggest, baddest ever. He's the he's the universe annihilator. Oh my god. Did you know that he was only doing it to stop the elder gods, the eternals or whatever the fuck? Danzo? Yeah. That's yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <sighs> Somebody points out Sargeras wasn't there until Warcraft 3. I should point out Warcraft 3 was like 2004 anyway. But who cares about that? Kill Jaden was in Warcraft 2. And then Sargeras and Archimonde were his boss. So whatever. Mm. Hey man. Lord Genome, right? You fools. I was holding them back. Dude, WoW lore is the actual worst. (laughs) Did you know that the current planet of WoW right now has been found out to be a person? And there is a sword approximately the size of the moon stabbed all the way through the planet? Oh, wow. And that's not like, oh, we found out that's what that was. It's been there. Like, that happened in a cutscene. And the planet remains whole. It didn't just, I don't know, explode into a billion shitzillion nuclear explosions. It's okay, though, because magic. Hey, man. Remember that time that Zuko? I do. Man, Zuko, hey. Wasn't that great? That's good. That's really good. Hey. Zuko's cool. In that one episode when he, he, yeah. Remember that that remember that thing he did and it was cool. Yeah. Remember that other thing that he did that sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's good. <sighs> That's rough, buddy. We got one coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>
<laughs> that's when I knew the character had been saved. Yeah, not just that. That was the. It's not just that, but it's the like it's the way the line is written. It's like, oh, we're super aware. We're so aware of this. Let's absolutely embrace it and play it up. <laughs> Beautiful, absolutely perfect. Um, yeah. Hey, so let's take one from Kenji. 849 says, Dear Super Beast cast, Castle Super Beast, uh, I'd like to share a story about my old cold worker. We used to work in a factory together as the janitorial staff. One day, our other co-workers dared him to sniff a bucket filled with a chemical we referred to as Ultra Bleach. Being the idiot that he was, he stuck his face deep in the bucket, took a long whiff. He immediately passed out, and since then, he claims that the smell of rotten eggs smells like freshly baked bread. Keep being awesome. So apparently... Well, like, could you describe what I look like right now uh, to the audio listeners? Shook and dead, I would say. Uh, one has to think that this is a conclusion to our conversation from about a week ago. Yes, it seems you can permanently, permanently damage your ability to smell things if you are enough of a fool. He's lucky he didn't get, like, serious brain damage. Well, that is serious brain damage. I I would call that... It's ultra bleach. I would call that serious brain damage. If you... What, what, like... That's exactly what I would call that. I don't even... I I literally don't even know what to say. That is the kind of thing you can never live down. Hey, I can't smell this. Really? Why? How? What happened? Yeah, hey, Bagay. Oh, it was an accident. No, it wasn't. An, he's brave, though. He took the dare. He wasn't a coward bitch. He did it. He did the thing. They said, are you a coward? And he said, no. And then he did it. So he's got that. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's the worst one I've ever heard. <laughs> little little anecdote. Casey says, "Dear Pooper and Whooper, in episode uh, 192 of SBF of F- SBFC, you were talking about the movie Looper around 2:32, and Wooly says someone is listening to this podcast in 2020 right now. And Pat cuts you off and says, "No, they're not. Then you told me, the listener, in 2020, to let you know that I'm listening. So here I am." Sorry, it's not creative or anything, but I wanted to fulfill your past request. Um, oh, well, well. I got owned. Just doing what I'm told. Very respectfully, Casey. The loop has been closed. I got shit owned. Goddamn. The loop has been closed. Look at that. Looper. Wanna go see Looper? Man, the more I thought about it, the more that movie's plot makes no sense. Guys? Looper? 
Looper. <laughs> All right. If murder can't happen, then how come they accidentally kill the wife? I said we close the loop, Pat. <laughs> All right. Oh, he hates us. He keeps us on the ground. Maybe it is time. Twas the other way around. What's he doing? In the house, on the road. There's a tyrant sitting smugly on his throne. See him laugh. Ha ha ha. See him sneer. Oh, yes. The only thing he covets are your tears. And oh, the pimp one. He's a warlock. He's a jailer. He's not fun. He tries to break our spirits. He must be defeated. And the boy. And the boy, 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 and the boy. And the boy, 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 and the boy. And oh, the pink one. He's twisted. He's evil. He's a bad friend. And oh, the pink one. The mighty, 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 mighty pink one. He's clever, insane. 